Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Coffee, how'd you do it? Just K-cup. You know, like the little pods you just put. Oh, them. oh, yeah. Yeah. I have a, um, bam, we're live. I have a, I, I don't know if it's a bang or something, but I have something in the back of the fridge that's like a just-in-case. <laughs> Drink in case of emergency. Yeah, like I have Paper Street coffee, then I have some instant coffee, and then I got like this bang in the, um, I'm not late. Am I late? I am late. Wow. <clears throat> One minute late. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was putting the thumbnail in. Mm. I was putting the thumbnail in. The the thumbnail is very. Uh, this isn't a word I've, I've I don't think I've ever used this word in a sentence. I'm going to try it. The the thumbnail is very emo. Emo. <laughs> yeah, emo. Wow, we have Jorge Fernandez tomorrow. Tuesday, Greg Glassman. Wednesday, Mary Heffernan. This is cool. Mm -hmm. I don't know how the shows are doing so well with such uh, shitty impressions. Yeah. Man, YouTube is throttling the shit out of us. Yeah, our impressions are way down compared to normally. Yeah. Crazy. Oh. The, wow. The, our Bryce Smith, um, podcast has been permanently dinged <laughs> dude that that podcast was pretty g-rated yeah well it was dinged i don't know what it's permanently dinged for it just says you can't run like good ads on it did you see andrew made over 500 dollars on his bryce smith video <laughs> yeah i did <laughs> yeah holy shit that's crazy that means people just I, I, how I interpret that is people sat down and watched it from beginning to end. To end. Yeah. And he got to run all the ads on it. And that was a long one too, wasn't <clears throat> it? 30, 33 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I've had, I haven't talked about it at, really at all in this podcast. Cause I don't want people to think like that they're going to come on this podcast. Then Andrew's going to take their um, interview and alter the course of their life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how long before Re Sevi gets Russell branded? It's so funny you say that. So uh, there's this article um, that uh, if you write type in New York Times. Oh, I didn't send you the show notes yet. I will send you the show notes. New York Times. Um, uh, Sevon. And if you go to this, um, the the title of the article, this is this is the article. That, I mean, you guys have heard me talk about this ad nauseum, but this article says CrossFit owner fostered sexist company culture. Workers say it's so funny how they say workers say to like defer the shitty journalism. But then if you scroll down here in this article, there's a. They were nice enough to give me my own little section. <laughs> Yeah, uh, nice enough. Oh, here it is. There it is. Yeah. Uh, 
so it starts off with crossfitting also sometimes flaunted a raunchy attitude towards women in its own promotion right raunchy attitude and then it goes on to talk and then it goes on to say stuff about me and it's just all ambiguous and yeah. all out of context. So the first sentence is, in a podcast interview for the CrossFit Journal conducted in January 2018, Seval Matosian, a longtime deputy of Mr. Glassman. So right there you see what they're doing, right? A longtime deputy. Deputy, yep. Yeah. yeah. You could have just easily said the uh, media director of CrossFit. Um, or an executive with the company or like there's so many. Yes. People. Yeah. Uh, interviewed Stacy Tovar, an affiliate owner in Omaha, Nebraska, and popular retired professional CrossFit athlete. Mr. Matosian asked her if she was sexually active with her husband and if she took birth control pills. And it's it, it's just like it's so it's so out of fucking context. Yeah, they <laughs> chopped it up and tried to make it look as bad as possible. Yeah, first of all, you've stuck it in an article that you've titled "Workers Say." No worker, no one ever said that about me at CrossFit Inc. Not one person. Not one person. I was referred to as the gay guy fucking over a hundred times when I worked there. Uh, he told her he preferred a bathing suit photo of... And it's It's like just horrible... It's someone. It's like someone said, "Hey, how can we attack this guy?" And here's the bullet points. And goes, "Fuck, let's just put those bullet points in sentence form and just smatter them in one paragraph." He told her he preferred a bathing suit photo of her on her website to one showing her an athletic competition. You fucking jackass! They wear bathing suits when they fucking work out. Like this is a sport where the people work out in their bra and panties. Your body's freakishly amazing. Yeah, you forgot to mention that every living waking moment that these par people participate or every waking moment that these guys have, every sleeping moment is about enhancing their bodies, what their bodies are capable of doing. It's, it's, it's the greatest. If, if someone doesn't say your body is freakishly amazing, you're a CrossFit Games athlete, then you should be very concerned. You either have a bunch of lying assholes around you or you're not doing the right workout program. Lamenting changes brought about by the Me Too movement, he said you can't even ask your significant other for oral sex anymore. That was in reference to the um, the actor and uh, yeah. New, uh, New York um, like NYU professor who had a girlfriend for two years <laughs> and she Me Tooed him because he asked for oral sex. <laughs> After two years anyway i saw dave portnoy called the people yeah called the person the washington post or something yeah like who misrepresented him so i was thinking about calling this lady on the air <laughs> that would be amazing Kath Catherine, uh Catherine rossman yeah i was thinking about calling her on the air you should call her on the air wouldn't that be cool yeah and be like, hey, why didn't you call me? Did you even listen to that podcast? Why did you take it all out of context? Do you realize that Stacey Tovar's response to that got fucking probably thousands of women off of birth control that was inhibiting, that was fucking their hormones up and inhibiting their athletic performance? Yeah. I, uh, lack of investigation. It, 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 would be, it would be fun, right? Yeah. It would be totally fun. How would you start that conversation? 
Hi, this is Sevon. She's like, hi. Do I know you from somewhere? Um, <laughs> what are you calling about? I'm tripping because. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I'm tripping because the other day I went to her Instagram account on my phone and I could see it. Now I can't. Uh, um, now I can't computer, but they're logged into the same accounts. Weird. She blocked you. Yeah. Okay, I found it. First day of school, 2008. Oh, there's her son in 2023. Looks like New York City. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, att attacking people is not cool. Uh, wrote the entire article. Didn't didn't contact me once. <laughs> Journalism. Yeah. Really want to get to the bottom of that. And, and she's a yogi. It reminds me of those people who put Jesus first and then they spend the whole time on the internet attacking people. <laughs> New York Times reporter. You're not a reporter. Mom. That's arguable. I guess I, I guess you had sex and made those people. Yogi DIYer. Do it yourself. Or... Oh, Patrick Clark follows her. <laughs> Right? No, it's not a new article. It's an old article, Judy. I was just I was just thinking Dave Portnoy called the journalist that faked all that shit about him and it was such a good bit, so I was thinking about calling her. Yeah. And just being like, uh, hey, how come your um boy's a daughter now? Uh Adam Blakesley someone I was the I was watched the broken science video about the replication crisis and fuck you ruined three fourths of that video fucking up the shot in the front row. What? Mm. I'm guessing I didn't shoot that. Where where was it? I don't know. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I have to make sure I have my signature. Signature on it, which is fucking things up. <laughs> I think I think you meant you maybe were sta like standing there or something. Oh, good. I'm glad I did. <laughs> oh, it's an old video oh. from 2017. That's what Paulina said. Good. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. You got yeah. <laughs> hey, that the Joe Neal's uh the Joe Neal's YouTube page. I was thinking about him and his filmmaker and how fucking good they're gonna get in the next 30 days. So for the so what Joe thinks he's doing is Joe thinks he's making this fucking epic content, which he is. Mm -hmm. It shows him getting um live calling show September. Okay, I just sent you the notes. Joe thinks he's getting all this great content 
he thinks that he's well he is not not he thinks he is he's making this incredible show and uh but really also what's happening guys is this guy is getting a crash course and approaching people, video editing, his filmmakers getting a crash course in, in production, in audio. Like what they're doing here is fucking nuts. Do anything for 30 days like this guy's doing and you will absolutely murder. You, I mean, fuck people with PhDs. Um, I want to show you. One person walked in. Let me see. There's, look at them. Grocery store. Oh, this is good. Look like at this. Trucks. You don't mind me asking, what do you for like working out? You don't do anything? Have you ever heard of CrossFit? Yes, I have. Okay. All right. Have a good one. Look at even the rejection. <laughs> he even got the rejection in there. Yeah. He even got the rejection in there. He even got the rejection. There's there's a, there's a scene in here that's so awesome where he's talking to this lady who has a kid. Where can I, where it's, I think it's at the, is it at the three minute mark? Oh yeah, here it is. Look at this lady with the daughter and the daughter's just got a huge, did you watch this yet? No. And the daughter's got just this huge shitty uh, uh, smile on her face. She's so happy. And it's just a fucking great interaction. So this guy, Joe, uh, the, 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 in the YouTube page is just Joe Neels, J O E N E H L S. He's the owner of uh, CrossFit Kenosha. Let's see how many subscribers he has now. Hey, you're right, Rob. One thirty-seven. He was at ninety less yesterday. I don't even remember, but it's not that many. Yeah, it's moving on up. God, Joe, you are absolutely killing it. I wonder. I sent this over to Chris Cooper. I'm oh, like, hey, dude. Yeah, I'm like, hey, dude, over at Two Brain. I'm like, hey, dude, you got to watch this series. This dude's about to murder it. Or he is murdering it. Mm -hmm. I want to I want to know what his approach like differences in day 30 versus day one, you know? Yeah. Well, he's still like, hey, I like your Crocs. You ever heard of CrossFit? Then pretty soon he's going to be smooth as hell. You know, <laughs> day 30, he's going to roll through with the card and be like, hey, I'll see you at five and just hand the dude the card. He'll be like, oh, oh, okay. It's so good. <laughs> I'm so impressed on so many levels. How is anyone running a business and not doing this? They're like just, just being all in. I don't mean this exact thing, but just being all in. Yeah. There's people. If your CrossFit gym fa is, is failing and like you and you want it to succeed, you should probably subscribe to this YouTube channel. If your CrossFit gym is succeeding, but you want to make even more money, you should probably subscribe to this YouTube channel. This this has something for everyone on both ends. This is going to be, this might be, this might be the best resource that anyone's ever given to affiliates ever. I mean that. I'm not even. I don't think that's hyperbole. Joe Neal's. He might get 30 new members, lifetime members this month. He might get 100 members this month on the pace he's on. Hope he and, does. And 30 of them stick. Yeah. Yeah. Hope you're so. not buying it. I see on your face. You're like, oh, you're not buying I've been it. doing this for 10 years, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know which ones stick, which ones don't. What is the honest sticking rate of a client? Like the for, best chances of somebody coming to the gym and staying for a long time? Yeah, for five years. If they were recommended by a friend who already goes there. 
Okay. That's going to be your strongest weed. How about, kids? how about kids? Are kids long time or no? You, what do you mean kids? Like, so yesterday I pulled up a video from three years ago. I went into my hard drive and I said videos from three years ago. I found a video of Avi playing tennis and none of the kids who were in his tennis class three years ago are in his tennis class now. Mm. And so I'm like, fuck, dude, that that's like kids don't don't they, they don't stick to the program. Yeah, that could be the most of the kids that do our youth strength and conditioning just yeah. on <clears throat> Wednesday and Friday nights. Yeah, it goes in season according to which ones are playing sports. So we've had a ton of them with repeat over this last year plus since we've been doing it, but they cycle in and out. So a lot of the kids that came to the last cycle aren't necessarily in this strength cycle because they all play, you know, football or something like that, that inhibits them from coming at those times. And then when we redo it again in winter, we'll see some of these kids that play a different sport leave and those other kids come back. Um, What's the longest you've had a kid there? You ever had, you, do, do you have a member there that's been there 10 years since day one? Yeah, I've got probably over a dozen of them. No shit. Yeah, our lifetime value is a little over three and a half years, close to four years. So we have a saying that if we get them for three months, we get them for three years. What um, do you have anyone that started when they were 12 and now they're 20? Anything like that? Do you, yeah. do you have any yeah. people? That, so people who went through puberty. In your mm -hmm. gym? Yep. I've had two, two girls, two young girls that I actually did like a extra weightlifting technique and stuff with when they were um, probably the oldest one was probably like 14. Youngest one was probably 12. And they were members of the gym all the way till they got scholarships to college to play rugby at Brown. And then wow. they went on to there. Yeah. So and that crossfit and that crossfit was a huge piece of that. Yeah. I mean, one of the girls, when she left, she was back squatting uh like two like 225 or 245 for reps. She could deadlift three, like 305, 315, and she could clean 185. Crazy. Yeah. 16 crazy old girl. Yep. Joe Neal's uh I hit up members uh, uh members pig roast last night and got four coming next week alone from it. Well, that's yeah. smart. That's, that yeah. sounds like a good place to poach people. Yep. That, and then you do different community events. Like we've done, like we bought white CFL shirts and had like a tie-dye day for all the families and kids. So you bought like a plain white shirt that just oh. had CFL. <clears throat> you came yeah. to the gym and tie-dyed them. When we do Murph, we usually have like food out there. We do uh, what we call a mini Murph for like teenage kids where it's half a Murph and we do an obstacle course and stuff like that. So like families will, will show up in flocks and bring other friends and things. And those are, <clears throat> those are things that are really strong lead generators because people show up and they're like, Whoa, you guys do all this and put it on. And this is just a gym. Like, no wonder why Sevon loves this place so much. And we're like, yeah, Tuesday night, you should come into our intro course. And they're like, okay, sure. Bam. I'm guessing kids are extra hard to keep around because they have you have to convince two people. So the parents have to think it has value and the kids do because most parents are just shitty parents and they let their kids quit shit. And I mean that. And I said it. And let me say it again. Most parents are shitty parents because they let their kids uh, quit shit. My kids don't quit. I don't let them quit. And I'm a hundred and I'm a hundred for a hundred. None of them have resented me for not letting them quit. Two days ago. Three days ago, we woke up in the morning like normal. The kids did their kumon, their schoolwork. Then the jiu-jitsu instructor came over, and then it was time to go to skateboarding. And two of my boys started screaming and throwing a temper tantrum. And the reason why is because my third child had a broken leg, and he had a friend coming over. 
and they wanted to stay with the broken leg son and the friend. And I wanted to say, okay, you can stay. I wanted to say, oh, I'll stop at Starbucks and get you a, um, a, a protein bar. What are those things? Per perfect bar. I wanted to say, shut the fuck up and get in the car. Those are the three options, right? <laughs> Acquiesce, bribe, violence. <laughs> Force. <laughs> yeah. I heard my, uh, my wife's voice say, uh, don't react. You know, it's just like the Terminator. The options are popping up. Fuck you, asshole. Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> fuck you, asshole. You know? I, I let them all go by. I filled up the water. I, I got their socks and shoes. I walked into the van. I started the van. I came back in the house. They're in the entranceway because they know they're coming. They're fucking crying and screaming. They look like the Peanuts characters. When, my, when Avi cries, he opens his mouth as big as he fucking can. He's like Charlie Brown. Can you see that picture in your head? Charlie Brown yeah. crying. Yeah. Right. Char uh, Charlie it's a crazy image yeah yeah that's exactly it jeez louise wow you got it it's nuts charlie brown crying look at this thing that's exactly it head up mouth open full fucking like it's crazy i get in the van they get in they're screaming the door closes. I kiss my wife goodbye through the window, my side. We don't even get out of the driveway. They're done crying. They're laughing. We go to skateboarding practice. They skate for two fucking hours. And the coach is like, dude, this is the greatest practice they ever had. <laughs> and I did nothing. I didn't react. I didn't, I didn't say a fucking thing. I didn't react. I didn't say get in the car. I didn't say you guys are being assholes. I, I mean, I wanted to. I wanted to. I wanted to fucking... <laughs> go in their room and like break one of their toys Dude, i'm taking you skateboarding it's fucking nuts literally the car wasn't out the driveway and they're in the back laughing and the next five the next two hours of the skate park the hour then we came home and the rest of the day perfect i'm like dude why do you guys even do that but they're just regular people they just go through there but no reaction just don't react don't react Wait till they get a girlfriend. Rest in peace, jujitsu. <laughs> hey, dude, here's the thing. The, my, my youngest son, the six-year-old who has the broken shin, who's the best at jujitsu, his girlfriend, the girl he likes, the, is six years old, and she's in jujitsu. <clears throat> and she's probably the best girl in the class for her age, and he's probably the best boy in the class, period. So... So there you go. Yeah, there you go. No, all right. <clears throat> Be the next Gordon Ryan. Savon, can you listen to your kids eating food? What? You mean like if I give them a bag full of radishes and they're like chomping on them? Can I? As long as they, they I just always say, hey, could you close your mouth? I just don't want to see like processed food. And one of my sons, it's such a trip. He savors everything. So you have a, he'll put pistachios in his mouth and turn them into paste. <laughs> Chew them up like, like five pistachios, like shelled pistachios yeah. in his mouth for like 20 minutes. I'm like, dude, <laughs> what are you doing? And he eats everything like that. <clears throat> he, he couldn't eat an ice cream cone if his life depended on it because he eats it so slow. The whole thing's melted on, on the floor. <clears throat> They'll be doing separate jujitsu sessions soon. No, no, no. The boys and the girls... Dude, 
the girl the girls are beat up the boys for so long. <laughs> I just saw Avi got a new belt. Yeah, that's cool, right? Yeah, that's incredible. Was that a planned belt promotion? Did you know that was happening or did they just advance? No, I didn't know. I didn't uh-huh. know. It's actually we've been we've been taxing my mom a lot lately. Um, because we have a kid with broken leg that needs extra, you know, pe- eyes at home. So yeah. I'm at tennis, Haley's at jiu-jitsu, and, my, and we need my mom to watch the third one. And so my mom was supposed to take Avi to jiu-jitsu that day, and I called her, and I'm like, fuck, I can do all this. I shouldn't. T- I should only tax her when I like really need it. Right. So I called her, and I let her off the hook, and I went there, and Avi got his new belt, and I was like, fuck, I'm glad I went. And then my mom's like, did you purposely wave me off? So I, so, because I want to <laughs> see him get it. <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, I didn't do it on purpose. I didn't. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Sevan, can you pull up the photo um, of Jake you shared? No, uh, Jake Chapman with his shirt off. No, I cannot. Why? That takes too much work. If you want to see Jake Chapman, go over to my Instagram. My question is that <laughs> is his dick out of his pants? How about this quarterback for the Chiefs? What the fuck is this guy thinking? I don't know what's going on there. I'm dying to know how much they paid this dude. I'm I'm dying, it's a, a look at 138. Okay. Uh, click the second link in the Instagram link. I'm dying to know what's going on there. It is nuts. Is Audrey on um, the Isle of Man too? The That's Isle a great, of Man. It's a great photo. Play play that for this. So this is the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. I think this is the founder of um uh not sorry, not the founder. I think this is the starting quarterback. Uh, which yeah, one do you want me to play? The most recent one with the comments turned off with the, the close up of his fat head. Seasons COVID. <laughs> Are we listening to it? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. COVID 19 shot when you get your flu shot. Oh, two things at once. Two things at once. <laughs> two things at once. <laughs> Two things at once. I'll have the two things at once, please. Now back to two things at once. Two things at once. That's not two things at once. Mom. Travis, ask about getting this season's COVID-19 shot when getting your flu shot. Travis, did you know you can get this season's COVID? Oh, boy. How much do you think that pays out? I don't know, but look, look, look at the post. Look at the post before. So he turned off the comments. Look at the post before. Five thousand nine hundred comments. <laughs> what, hey, how does this guy sleep at night? He's promoting an injection that he knows kills young men. Oh wow! They just crushed him in this one, huh? They're like, we just can't comment over there. him, dude. Crush you in this. And one. the news, ar- the news, the news articles are all um, uh, about it. Are all it's a polar polarizing topic. Polarizing topic, dude. That shot is killing people. I hope that sponsorship money was worth it. Wow. I would be so bummed if that was my son. I would be so bummed if that was my son and he sold out like that. What's the number? What's but the they, number? But they, but they all, I mean, LeBron's no better. I mean, let's play the game. You're going to be upset for 25 million? Dude, someone has to die. Someone's going to die because of this. 50 million? 
Someone, someone, <laughs> right. Someone's going to, some kid's going to be sitting on the fence and be like, oh, my favorite quarterback did it and he's going to take it and he's going to get myocarditis and he's going to die. And someone could be like, well, Sevi, someone else, someone else uh, is going to take it and it's going to save their life. There's no evidence of that. And hey, here's the thing. If someone else is going to take it, it's going to take the, it's going to save their life. Those people need to be, everyone needs to be able to make the decision on their own. And I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying it's his fault. I just wouldn't want to influence people that way. Man. Drug dealer in that picture. Man. Legal drug dealer for, for Big Pharma. Big Pfizer. Hey, so if I have money invested in Pfizer, yeah, and I receive a dividend from that, yeah, does that make me the same as this dude? I don't think so. Asking for a friend? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Oh, uh, Frank, Sevon, he's a tight end, not a quarterback. Oh, I should have known by his number, right? Eighty-seven. Had any fucking football chops? I don't think so. I mean, uh, I, I have money invested in Pfizer too. Probably not directly, but through my, I'm sure the mutual fund that I have my my retirement in has money in Pfizer. I would guess. Yeah. But I'm open to it. I'm not defending it. If someone wants to be like, "Hey, you piece of shit, you're just as guilty for that," I'm fucking way, way open to that. Like, tell me, let me know. I mean, I, hold on, caller. One second. I, I mean, I know I'm guilty for being. I know I'm guilty for being a fucking human on planet Earth, and that there's. I'm, I'm, I'm sure some kids in China have died because of all the iPhones I bought. I mean, I've had two of every iPhone since day one. Yeah, for sure. Caller, hi. Hello. Yeah, I got with my gay comment. I'll oh. be. I'll be your tight end. Okay. Oh, you want to be my tight end? Okay, that's fine. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Gabe, by the way. Oh, Gabe, what's up, dude? Oh, I was thinking about you this morning. Can I get some coffee? <laughs> yeah, Paulina's on it already. We, God, I, we just, you, I now, use you so hard. You use me as hard as you want. <laughs> Clip it. Sound bite. <laughs> we're, uh, you know where we're at? We're at a uh, local event. We're at a uh, coffee, weed, and yoga event. Coffee, oh, what, and yoga? Coffee what, and yoga? Coffee, weed. And yoga. Oh, like uh, like uh, marijuana, like the stuff Dr. Dre smokes. Can yeah, I... that good stuff. Oh, is it smell like weed there? Uh, no, there's no smoking of it. There's more of a uh, kind of like informational and uh, more like uh, how it can benefit recovery, et cetera, et cetera. The guy here is pretty pretty dope. It's a local event uh, that we're promoting for uh, for the coffee shop. We're going to open up in a little bit. What state are you in? New Jersey. It's uh, legal here for the past, what, two years maybe or a year and a half? Dude, how about your senator? What, the corruption charges? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> of course. What do you mean? Oh, I can't even you, fucking you, believe they fe- they, the FBI raided his fucking home and they found gold bars and $500,000 in cash stuffed in his jacket pocket. <laughs> You can't believe that. That's like every you walk two two houses down, every other house has that in their basement in New Jersey. So God, that that's, was that's so crazy. I was watching all the details unfold on that. That guy's in big trouble. Hey, what's crazy is that guy was brought up for corruption charges just eight years ago. 
Exactly. Think about who he had to uh, mess with for them to actually go after him. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, right, right. Good, very good point. Like they've yeah. known, like they've he, known the whole time he was selling fucking secrets. Did you see the secrets he was selling too? They actually, he was reporting how uh, inf- inside information about the U.S. embassy in Egypt to fucking Egyptians. Yeah, for how long do you think? Like I said, it, it's just now that they just caught him. So, so you're saying going he pissed someone? You're on. saying he pissed someone off in the FBI or in the Biden administration? So they're like, "All right, dickhead, you're fucked." Either pissed or didn't pay off. Do you think it's weird that um, uh, my words, no one else's, that um, this guy is ugly as fuck, but his wife looks like a porn star? <laughs> how much did you say they found in his basement? Uh, they found <laughs> huge solid gold bars that were worth hundreds of thousand dollars a piece and five hundred thousand dollars in cash stuffed in pockets, stuffed in windbreakers that were customized with his name, whatever his name is. What's the guy's name? Bob? Bob. Yeah, Bob. Yeah, I have. Um, maybe there is some type of uh, correlation there, but uh, don't let don't let what anyone tells you about what I find in my pockets. Don't don't let that make uh, any judgment fine towards me i find i find random things in my pocket all the time yeah look at his wife <laughs> a straight retired porn star maybe not even retired maybe just fetish material mike mccaskey's I'm wife sure, is sure hideous don't be that. mean that's not cool <laughs> mike please i haven't seen a picture but i'm assuming she's you know especially with all that money she's probably a smoke show yeah she, i mean she's she's old as dirt but she's yeah, like for she, him She's, like, yeah, I mean, she's. I mean, look at this dude. He looks like a fucking Monopoly character. Hey, she can't sleep on her back. Put it that way. She won't. Her her heart will stop beating. That's how fucking big her prosthetics are. Yeah, look at this one. I'm, there we I'm go. sure he doesn't let her sleep on her back. <laughs> Crazy Hollywood baby. Shout out to uh, shout out to Travis as well. He's out in uh beach ball in Pensacola, Florida, killing it. Doing what? At another event. Oh, oh, our Travis Vindicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vindicate, oh, you're spilling it. Yeah, shout out to uh, to everyone in the community that just going out and meeting all the all the people, all the all the Sonistas out there in real life. Yeah, fucking sell them shirts, Travis. Hey, does he sell coffee too when he goes? Does he do that? We were gonna do that for this this <clears> event. <throat> He's gonna start doing that just the cans, just to like uh, you know help each other out type of thing. But uh, again, I got a lot going on with the opening up of a physical location. So I wasn't able to send them any, but, uh, but yeah, people. we're working on, on, he'll draw more people to it. I mean, it's a win for him more than you. If you sell shirts, it's like, yeah, but if you sell coffee, it'll draw people to your booth. That's why you're lying around is 1400 people long at Wadapalooza. Yeah. 100%. People 100%. love that. And that's why Christian crack. Well, that's why, Sevon, I'm trying to get all the businesses that are affiliated with the Sevon podcast. Yes. I'm trying to get all of us to be in the same area at Wadapalooza. Right. Smart. Hey, are you having the way you say that sounds like you're having issues with that, are you? A little bit. Hey, but let me ask you a question. People- let me ask you a question about what's ethical and not ethical. He's nuts. Uh, uh, Gabe from Paper Street Coffee has ethically uh, handled pick uh, nuts. Um, uh, someone called me the other day and they're like, "Hey, I'm starting a podcast." I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." And they're like, "How does sponsorship work?" And I go, "Well, 
and I tell them, I said, I got these people who are like I'm close with who just listen to the show and I tell them a couple of stories and I, let's say I tell them like, Hey, who, who my sponsors are. And I go and there's different levels, there's sponsors. And then there's like, kind of like people who are friends of the show. And then I find out three days later that this person has gone and contacted my friends of the show without even, do, do you think that that's um, unethical? Uh, is it unethical? No, right? If we're looking at it in a business perspective, is it unethical? No, nah, not really. I mean, it's business, right? You can't really mix business with emotions. Uh, at the same time, would I do something like that? I wouldn't. So that just goes like, you judge the character based on that. Yeah, like... I mean, if, I can't... If, yeah. if, another, if another podcast... So I, I don't know if they still... Uh, um, uh, I don't know if they still... Maybe this is a bad example, but I was just thinking about Lauren Khalil used to always talk about Viore, but maybe that's a bad example. But if someone told me if I wouldn't go to C4 without asking Hiller first, like I wouldn't be like, hey, I wouldn't be like, hey, do you care? Like, I wouldn't just be like, oh, shit, he has because he's my friend. And and like if someone told me yeah. who their sponsors were and, and and talked to me about them and how and how the relationships work, I wouldn't contact the person unless unless I asked. I mean, it seems like I can't believe how many people have done that without fucking like I think of them as friends, and then they and then they don't even ask. They don't even tell me. They don't. I would keep someone even in the know either way. What's crazy is though, all my sponsors tell me they're like, "Oh, here they forward me the shit." They're like, "Oh, so <laughs> I'm like, well, fuck! I just told that person yesterday about you." I'm not, I'm not telling yeah. you who about my sponsor. So you'll fucking go and t- take from my pile of cash. You douche. Hey, if I think that there's someone out there that would add value to paper street coffee, I would push them your way. But I honestly, you think have. That, you, you, I don't think most you, people you add value to sponsorships. Phone. I think most sponsors are getting bent over <laughs> a little bit. 100%. I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest with, with that. But at the same time, like, in the situation that you're describing, it's like you're you have your expectations of those people and they're just not living up to your expectations, right? Like yeah. you taught us that. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, all you could all you could do is like going forward, like you could just adjust your relationship based on their actions. That's it. Uh how about this, Gabe? Uh uh, is it unethical for me to take BPC one five seven and then compete in a CF competition six months later? I have a very strong opinion on that. I mean, if you have a podcast and you say that you're taking it every day and that one of your sponsors <laughs> is that, uh, I'd say I'd say very, very stupid of you. But if no one knows, no one finds out, I mean, I'm again, okay. like, yeah, yeah, I'm perfectly OK. Hey, with it. If, I don't care what you fucking take. Go to the competition. <laughs> hey, man, like completely up to you. If you get away with it and they're not. You know, it is what it is. Like, if you feel like you need that to compete, and if you feel like it gives you an advantage, then you know that you're doing something wrong. And if you feel like it's fine, it's fine. Unless there's something in the rules that say, "Hey, you shouldn't be doing it," then I mean, how, how so you get caught. And then, yeah. where is the um? Where, where, can, where can people just if people just want to swing by and um uh, see you? Do they do they have to pay to get into this yoga marijuana coffee event? No, no, the guy, the guy that's running it is a really dope guy. He just does a lot of, uh, he's doing this for, uh, more for educational purposes, right? To kind of let people know, um, I guess different benefits of marijuana, 
and not necessarily not necessarily maybe like the uh psychedelic effects but the the recovery effects and what it can do to the body especially when you're uh he's running right now like a lifting uh, class like a barbell uh, class and then we're going to do a yoga class so it's pretty it's pretty interesting it's pretty cool he's very well knowledge do you have anything in your story or anything uh we did we did i don't think it's up there anymore i don't really run my instagram uh but uh weed and wellness is uh is the guy should people come see you do you want to give an address we i think this is a month-long thing we're in oradell new jersey uh if you uh yeah if you, if you guys it's we're gonna be here for like an hour so i doubt we're, we're gonna have anyone come out and it's already sold out but oh. if we have another event like this i will uh i'll definitely uh post it on our story and i'll let you guys know about the awesome all right Gabe, when's the uh brick and mortar open up uh dude stress stress <laughs> i'm hoping i'm hoping the I'm hoping the week of my birthday, so October 25th is around there. The week right before, um, right before this thing, right before Rogue. Oh, awesome! I can't wait to see that. You're gonna have to give us a whole little tour. We should probably like send you a link on one of them, and you walk us around the place and show it to us real quick. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I I'd love to. It'd be it'd be really cool. I remember without you guys, I'd be. Freaking, I don't even know what I would be doing. It'd be completely different without you guys supporting and, you know, the random text and call that we have. Like, you guys go above and beyond. So, no matter what anyone says about you guys, at least know that Gabe thinks you guys are awesome. Oh, well, thank you. Whew. Good dude, Gabe. Thank you. <laughs> Everyone will sleep better. For I'll sure. let you guys get back to it. Bye. Thank you for calling, buddy. You demand. Thank you. you Tell Paulina to send me coffee. Bye. <laughs> uh, Wad Zombie, I think whoever it is, regardless of their notoriety, is going at it backwards. You haven't even started the podcast and you're asking for sponsors. Dudes, you're 100% fucking right. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Well, fucking well said. Good point. Most people, I don't think, will make it really past 20 episodes, would you say? I think that's fair. Yeah. 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 Like that's, yeah. That's, I would say that's a pretty big landmark. Like if you're doing, let's just say you're just doing weekly content, like if you could make it 20 weeks in and you're still consistent, <clears throat> like, then it's probably worth going out and seeking some sponsors. But until then, just don't even waste it. My first two podcasts didn't make it past 20 episodes, really. I did one called Meet the Parents, and then I did the one with Josh and Matt. Those died on the vine. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the landmark, right? Because they're fun to start, and then you move past that honeymoon phase, and you realize, like, oh, shit, this is just hard work now. <laughs> Katrin Kat, and Annie. Yeah, I mean. The, yeah, and, and I'm not hating on anyone, by the way. I'm not hating on them. It's fucking. It, it, it's hard put, work, man. Yeah. And, and and it's not a failure. Go ahead and do some. Like put your yeah. put your uh, put your feet in water. But yeah, what Wad Zombie is saying is completely true. Plus two, did you did you read through that thing? What thing? Oh, the the Lone Rangers thing. Yeah, and then the the other one. <laughs> oh, from the uh, morning chocolate. <laughs> like, I don't know. You know, there's. That's just uh, interesting. The way people sell their stuff on there is interesting. Uh, what? Tell me what? Tell me. I don't yeah. know. It's, it's cheesy. It's like the same as like every podcast. Like you could just staple and and face. And after reading uh, those and and like the, recalling back to the conversations I have with sponsors, I'm like, oh, I got my shit fucking dialed in. Oh. <laughs> like the the first sponsor of the of the people you see on the bottom there, Paper Street Coffee. 
Uh, they reached out to us. Uh, CA Peptides reached out to us. BirthFit reached out to us. I'm pretty sure Swolverine reached out to us. Yeah. I think Toast Pacers was mutual. I think we were recording them on the site, but I think mm-hmm. um, uh, Mary's a, a listener. Uh, Vindicate. I, I don't even. I don't even remember how exactly that happened. I, I think we. He just reached out and said, "Hey, I'll make shirts for you." Yep. It's so much better. The relationship is so much better if they're reaching out to you and they and they and they want to support you. Then basically, you have someone who wants to support you. Yeah. I, I really stress on – I don't stress for those – well, I stress for all – anyone who gives us money, I stress about it. Yeah. Matt and I are like, fuck, are we bringing value to them? Are we bringing value to them? I stress. I don't want to take anyone's money if I'm not bringing value to them at all. I feel yeah. like a douchebag. And some relationships are more transactional, like we have on our audio version of the platform. So like BetterHelp, DraftKings, um, Manscaped. Uh, eight sleep stuff like that right and those are ones that that someone went out and got for us yeah or or i don't know if they went out and got for us but they have a relationship with hundreds of podcasts yeah and hundreds of sponsors and so they're like hey these people want to yep yeah if some fucking dog food wants to fucking buy ad space in the front of our podcast they can like i don't what do i care yeah I don't even care. If, to be honest with you, I don't even care if, if, if Pfizer wants to buy ad space in the front of our podcast. They can too. I don't care. <laughs> would, would we but not, I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you. I got it. I'm not telling you. I got it. <laughs> uh, yesterday, I did power cleans for the first time in years. In years, my shoulder has been driving me fucking nuts for years. In this position, mm. Just in this position. So I haven't done power cleans. And uh, so yesterday was, uh, this morning was my first, my third day of shooting the CJC 1295 I told you about. It's it's a peptide that's supposed to help your body make human growth hormone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yesterday I was uh, did a workout. And then after the workout was over, I put 65 pounds on the bar and I did uh, five power cleans. And, and one squat clean. And then, because I hear Mike Bergner's uh, voice in my head, you should not be doing power cleans. <laughs> and then I did uh, 95 pounds, uh, five power cleans, one, one squat clean. And then I did about eight sets of, with 135, uh, two power cleans, one squat clean. And I, I took, and I did probably eight sets of two. Nice. And I feel great. I can't even fucking believe it. I wonder if wow. the CJC 1295 is just a fucking miracle. I think something's happening to my skin too. Wow, it's it's crazy. Well, anybody who is familiar with those peptides and looked into it all, pretty much you end up hearing them all say the same thing: like this is the future of uh, medicine and healing, you right. know, injuries or or tissue damage or ligament damage and stuff with these. Um, I do not, but, but I will say this: so I ended up looking at a guy who actually takes human growth hormone. Mm-hmm. Who's dead? Yeah, was that the one you sent in that? Yeah, Rich. Uh, Penina? Yeah, he was shooting human growth hormone like every two hours. What's the guy's Dude, name? Rich see there's this uh, video of his wife or girlfriend. I think they're in like a hotel. I don't know if he's getting ready for like a show or something like that. Good morning. I don't this know guy's a show or what, but he's like, she's like, oh, I'm really afraid. And he's like, oh, it's fine. And he's just like big and hella uncomfortable. And it was apparently like the day before he died. Oh. Yeah. 
and she knew something was up <clears throat> because of the way he was acting and stuff like that. And he's like, no, it's fine. I, I haven't seen that, but basically he, he, I read that his heart was twice the size of a regular human's heart and twice yeah. the size of, um, his liver was twice the size of a regular liver. Now that wasn't from his supplement use, wasn't it? Was it? Oh was fuck it? yeah, it was. Oh, I don't give. I don't care what anyone says. Okay. Fair hey, did that video I sent you guys that talked about the most supplements he ever did? Mm -hmm. I should pull that up. That's a crazy. Um, you have it in the in the link. Sorry, let me just go to his Instagram. Uh, uh oh no, it's not on his Instagram. I that I pulled that off of somewhere else. I wonder where that is. Oh, Rich Panina supplements. Look, dude. Do you know who Ben Greenfield is? Um, I don't think so. Does anyone want to waste thirty seconds of their life? Look at this shit. I should. I really. I don't know this guy, so I should fucking probably tread gently. But look at this fucking nonsense. This guy's name is Ben Greenfield. I don't know how I ended up on his Instagram. I know a lot of, I think we have a lot of mutual friends and people like him. This is fucking embarrassing. <laughs> listen, listen to this. Listen to this shit. Had it all. I was one of the world's top biohackers. I had an unstoppable body and massive amounts of fitness. I had a huge health empire, a giant audience. I was making good money. Okay, cool. Okay, now what? Okay, that's cool. I had financial success. And oh, okay, okay, cool. Dependence and what I perceive to be a somewhat happy family. Uh, uh, okay okay i see where you're going I, i've seen this before i've seen this before this this is i've seen about a million of these posts on instagram for rich and thought you were happy but i was feeling even at that time you know being at what many people might i was feeling being at what about that time okay good, good, spit it out perceived to be the top but what i perceived to be I, yeah I, I understand i understand someone had to perceive it motherfucker <laughs> the mountain okay i know already you're at the top what the fuck is going on here <laughs> unfulfilled see I, I i i know i know buddy i know i know i know did you find jesus or are you trying to sell me something i need to fucking get to the fucking point i'd reached a point that many might consider to be the pinnacle of career <laughs> voted by the national strength conditioning association as america's top personal trainer oh you were voted by the national strength and conditioning association the people who made up the bullshit about crossfit you're um. a fucking douchebag <laughs> God, this guy I, I listened to this for about another 30 seconds He still says nothing I wanted to fucking blow my fucking brains out Oh, really? He never gets to the No, I never got to it <laughs> I either need to know if it's Jesus Or if you're selling me something Those are the only two options out of what Anyone ever says who starts the million Fucking posts like this You fucking <laughs> loser <laughs> Oh, it's so fucking bad, dude. Hey, and I know who this guy rolls with too, and they're all it's like fucking Charlatan Central. Oh fuck. Holy shit. Uh Tim Brown, Ben would be a great guest. Uh, this video doesn't <laughs> represent his character. I'm sure. I know. That's why it's kind of fucked up. So many people have told me great things about him. The other time I've landed on his site, he was sniffing nicotine, which oh, like shit. um in talking about what a great drug nicotine is and and I agree about everything but I do not think anyone should ever promote nicotine ever that, that was hilarious oh it's dude this post is such up. a 
fucking mess. The pit is a fucking train wreck. If anyone ever wants to send me a DM and tell me what he eventually gets to, um, <laughs> oh, uh, I'd be more than happy to know. But, um, top biohacker. What do I you think, think about? I think you're a top. Sorry. I'm. I don't even know what a biohacker. As soon as I <laughs> heard that, I tuned out. Bio, top biohacker. I think you qualify. I'm a fucking top teabagging your mom. <laughs> What's up, Corey? Where you been? What's up, brother? Get him. Yeah, been, talk about player? somebody's mom. Where you been, player? Dude, I've, I've been insanely busy. Insanely busy. That's good. Um, I, hope I, count, you, I hope it's I, counting that cheddar. Yeah, it is. I told you I started a, that business, a, a business planning business. Um, so you remember I promoted it on the, the podcast about six months ago? And I was going to do it for free in my class. And a couple of people from the podcast on that offer, well, I, I transitioned it and I actually um, do it for a living now. So uh, I started it about two or three months ago and I've already had about a, a client per month um, at a whopping $2,500 a pop. Wow. So, wow. Hey, by the way, um, uh, Sousa does that too, but he's only attract wackadoodles. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we're doing the same thing then. We're going after the same target market. Hey, what do you do if you get someone and they want to hire you, but you know you're like, dude, you're not made for this shit. And they're like, no, take my money. I want to help you. You're like, dude, motherfucker, you suck. <laughs> you are um, I, I You are fucking them. weird. No one wants to be around you. You are fucking weird. Honest, honestly, the good thing about teaching is if I have somebody like that, then I usually say, uh, you might be a better fit for my class and do it for free. <laughs> so that way I don't have to waste time and energy. Um, and I'm a product that I know they're not going to use and they're just going to be a pain in the ass. Um, I, I usually say, let me, let me get some suit up you on this for free. Worst case scenario. It's not the greatest thing, but at least we got to do it for free. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's well, uh, my question is, what do you think of speaking of me teaching? Think of overall professors, teachers in the university. What's your first take? I, I know we talk a lot of shit about them, but what's your what's your thoughts on professors now in the university system? Woke sellout douchebags, uh, keeping the black uh, really really bad. If you, if you're a black person, like the school system, you should be terrified of fucking the government and the school system. What it's doing to your people. It's basically holding you down. It basically views you the entire, basically the entire educational system. 85% of the people in the educational system think that they are better than black people. And that black people are fucking morons and can't do two plus two. That's the fucking cliff notes of it. And, and that's the whole entire D that's the whole premise of the whole DEI thing. Set the bar really low, dumb everyone down and, uh, and, and basically fuck with the reality. And, and if you're in education, academia, you're part of that, whether you want to be or not. You're, you are the, you are the, you're worse than racist. It is some swarmy shit. Is that a word? Swarmy? Swarmy? Yeah. You're a bad, you're a bad person. You're a bad person. You're promoting, you're promoting weakness in general, I think. But why? What's your take on it? 
have you considered that some of us are attempting to fight it from the inside? Yeah, for sure. Hey, dude, and, and, and kudos to you. I do appreciate that. It's like it's like um, I heard Candace Owens saying the other day that why, how the fuck are you staying in California? I don't want to hear a fucking peep out of you about being woke. If you're from California, you should have moved a long time ago. And my pushback to her is, is like you're a fucking coward and a pussy for fucking abandoning this amazing turf. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm I'm open to you being like fuck you, Sevon. Like I'm fucking working this shit from the inside. So yeah, because I, I mean I, hey, I got into say, this one more thing real quick, Corey. Someone could say the same thing about yeah. me too. I'm fucking running a station on YouTube, which is openly, openly killing people, openly fucking killing people, promoting fucking stuff that kills people, and I'm participating on this platform and and bringing money and, yeah. and, and clout to them. Might be small, but I'm doing it. So, like, I hear you. It's not a, it's not a perfect science name calling. Yeah, I'm just making sure we're on the same page. I mean, I I started teaching because I, I was an idiot. School was hard as fuck for me, um, me but I made it. Even though I got kicked out, and then I dropped out, and it, it was kind of like a, I I did it to stick it to the man. Like these kids, not all of them are going to have these opportunities, and if I can do it. Then I wanted to go back to the education system and be like, hey, if, if I can be an entrepreneur and stand here in front of you and say that I can make it, yeah. this guy who hardly made it out of high school, yeah. then then let me show you the, the way and my path so you can do it sooner than I did. I'm not saying that I'm trying to sell him on the, the system and if come to me and say, hey, maybe school isn't for me, then I'm like, hey, then maybe you wake waking up sooner than most of these people. But if, if you're just lost and you don't like school and you think you're just going to drop out and magically make millions of dollars, then maybe you do need to buy some time and find another way and educate yourself. And if you can't do it yourself, then I don't, I'm not completely opposed to them sitting in school while they develop their network and they figure out what it is that they want to do. So I just, I just want to make sure, that that understand. lady, there's some lady who's working with Joan Neal's at CrossFit Kenosha, who is filming, editing, recording, and working with Joan Neal's as he does one of the most intensive 30 day projects of going out and hustling 30 new clients for his gym in 30 days. What that chick will get in those 30 days working out on that with Joe, you will not get in four years of film school. You will not. <laughs> You for sure. Not. Yeah, you will not. The pressure of going to YouTube, the pressure of Joe Neal's, the pressure of filming, like getting over the fact that you got to carry. I mean, the hardest part is, I mean, she has to stand in a target with a camera. That may sound easy. Fucking 99% of people don't have the balls to do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Great point. It's, um, yeah, that. So, so I, I hear you. There's some words you're using that fucking make my hair on my back stand on end, but, um, yeah, like, and you know what? All I did, Corey, um, I just wanted girlfriends and, and alcohol and drugs when I was in college. That's what the way I saw it. Yeah. I just wanted to have fun. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but it's not, it's not what college is advertised to be. And on top of that, we know our kids are getting brainwashed. And I'm wondering how long you can last in that system before someone reports you. Uh, Corey said that um, uh, blacks and whites are equal. That's weird. Well, we know that's not true. Yeah. Get him. I'm, I'm not. I'm not joking, dude. You're gonna get reported for something like that, for like believing in. Something. Yeah, it, you're gonna get reported for like saying that uh, some Puerto Rican guy who's 18 years old is as good as an 18 year old Jew. You're gonna get in trouble for that. Yeah. I, oh, I know. I will. That's why I've set up all this shit on the side. I've, I've got about two to three more years, and then, and then I'm out. I, I didn't wear a mask the whole time 
of COVID. I was waiting for somebody to report me or put me on social media. I just, I refused to do it. And thankfully nobody did take a picture, but um, I, I'm trying, I'm doing my best. I just want you to, well, I, I think you. we're Thank on the same you. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're going to get busted. Uh, he was very insensitive. He told me that I was capable of doing that. Anything that a, a, a man could do. Oh, well, I, I, clearly yeah. I can't, I'm a woman. <laughs> oh, I've got shit tons of stories of uh, people sending me complaints on, I send motivational emails to my students on life is tough and um, get out there and get after it. And I've received countless emails of how insensitive of you sending that email. Um, you don't know what we're going through. Fucking it, mm -hmm. it's crazy. Hey, so, you, know yeah. you know, we had Andre Houdet on, you know, and his brother passed away. And he used, yeah. that, he used that to fuel himself to make it to the CrossFit Games. There's only two options. There's not. There's no other options. Um, you, someone in your family dies, and you leverage it to fucking do something great, or you get into drugs and alcohol, and you fucking kill yourself, and you become a loser. So, like, you call me insensitive, but those are your options. And and God bless you for fucking being a cool school teacher. I I, I know that's what you're doing. You're telling these motherfuckers get off your ass. Yeah, it's rock and roll. Hey, what do you All think right, about what do you think about um um what do you think about having bad radar having bad radar attracting you to the wrong people, men who are attracted to the wrong women or women who are attracted to the wrong man having bad radar? Can you give me an example? Um you're attracted to a guy um you're attracted to a girl oh, fuck I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Um you're young and the things that you are attracted to aren't things that are going to be really what make a happy marriage aren't going to be, you're not, you're not, you're not attracted to, let's say, let's say you're 18 years old and you don't understand that really what you want to be attracted to is a strong man who's going to make good money, who has a good work ethic. So you can fucking uh, stay at home and, and have a kid and, uh, and, and really take care of what the planet earth needs is raising really good kids. But you don't realize that because you're fucking 18. And you're yeah, I for think, a dude with a nice car. I think hopefully all of us at some point reach some sense of personal accountability. Yeah. I I don't think we all do. Let me let me give you an example. It's crazy that you're saying an 18 year old. I I work out every day. I don't drink. I don't smoke. You know, I've got multiple businesses. And a lot of this started because of my nephew when he was about 10 years old. So I haven't missed a day of working out in close to six years. And I wanted to be an example to show him, look in the mirror, have difficult conversations, hold yourself accountable. No one is coming to save you and get after it. You know, life is going to be tough. And he graduated three months ago from high school and knocked his girlfriend up. At eight, ah. at 18 years old, ah. at 18 years old. And it was a tough pill to swallow. And I'm not saying this is going to get the crowd all uh, wired up. I'm not saying it was a good thing, but she had a miscarriage. At 18 years old, he knocked his girlfriend up and she had a miscarriage. And I, I don't know. I think, I don't think everybody wakes up at the same time. I'm not saying that everybody does wake up at all, but I told you the story of at 18, when I was 18, I locked myself in my bedroom for two weeks because I was on drugs and I couldn't pass a drug test. And something I looked in the mirror and said, this isn't the life that I had planned out for myself, but not everybody 
has the mental fortitude or the strength, the awareness, the self-awareness to look themselves in the mirror and have those difficult conversations. So I, I'm not, I, I think it's shitty. Did I think it scared it's the shit out of him? Are you saying it scared the shit out of him and changed his shit? I don't, I don't think it did, dude. Oh, oh. That, that's what scares me. That's what scares me. I, I don't think it did. And he's, my, my sister was in abusive relationship when she was uh, about 20 years old. And so he's never known his father. Oh. And because of that, uh, my mom and my dad, I'm not saying that this is the reason, but my mom and my dad have stepped in a lot and helped raise my nephew. And so there's this weird power dynamic of my grand, my grandparents, my mom and dad and my sister of who's actually raising uh, my nephew. And so he's got zero accountability. He doesn't even have to do his own laundry. You know, there's just no responsibility and he hasn't had to suffer consequences of any hard life decisions. And so until that, I, I talked to my sister the other day, what's his rock bottom until he hits rock bottom. And even this, it was almost like a get out of jail free card. One of the scariest things that could happen to you at 18 years old. And he got a get out of jail free card. I don't think it's changed his view on life yet. And that's, a, that's a little bit scary for me, obviously being a family member. It's crazy. Thanks for calling. Uh, yeah. Just so you know, I, I don't mean to uh, big dick you, but um, I uh, haven't missed a day of working out in six years in one day. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, then you're, uh, you're my new North star. Thank you. <laughs> Love you. Corey. Yeah, Thanks buddy. for calling buddy. Thank God there's good people like him in the world. Yeah. And you know what? Like, like, I don't know, maybe you can suck it up and, and I'm sure people have sucked it up and raised a kid at 18 and gone on to be crazy successful. And I know hardship breeds, um, breeds success. Yeah. And I know, I know Jay Z's not Jay Z if he's born to fucking Joe Biden. <laughs> You're definitely right there. It reminds me of this meme where it's like a one um, dude with all this looks like money bags and he's getting into a limo and mm -hmm. then he's walking past another dude who's a homeless guy sitting on this fence. Mm -hmm. And uh, he walks by the homeless guy and the homeless guy says, hey, man, you don't understand. My dad was an abusive alcoholic. And the dude getting into the limo says, so is mine. Yeah, yeah. And so it's basically just like they both have the same environment, same inputs, but what how the there it is it, how they internalized it and then what they did with it once they internalized it had two completely different outputs that's the who day thing right mm -hmm. that's the who day thing your brother dies you either fucking turn to drugs or you fucking yeah yeah it's um yeah okay here we go uh can someone please explain what's going on here here we go COVID test today it says 50 what does that mean also my IQ test came back positive <laughs> One more time. I got my COVID test today. It says 50. What does that mean? Also, my IQ test came back positive. <laughs> uh, when I saw that, that's one of those things I'm like, fuck, I wish I had thought of that. <laughs> so good. Here we go. More, more, more good stuff. More good stuff from Instagram. <laughs> Dad, do you think I'm ugly? What do you? No, you're not ugly. You're just retarded. <laughs> Dad, do you think I'm ugly? 
What do you? No, you're not ugly. You're just retarded. <laughs> it's real. Oh. It's real. It's real. <laughs> God, having foreign parents. What a fucking dream. What a dream. What a dream. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. So yesterday I wrote on this. I actually knew when I wrote it. You know what's crazy? Is I saw this post yesterday. I watched it. And I just wrote in the comments, whore. <laughs> and before I hit send, I, 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 I was like, what if God saw me do that? <laughs> and then I go, I think me. And I tried to justify, like, it would be cool. And then I'm like, it's not really treating people how you want to be treated. I'm like, it kind of is. If I said this and someone just wrote whore, whore, I wrote W-H-O-R-E, whore. And you know what's crazy? My um, before The next button I clicked on Instagram after I hit send, it says your post has been pulled down. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I was kind of – but I was tripping because I'm kind of torn between whore. <laughs> I really do want to walk the walk. Mm -hmm. What happened there? Like, why didn't I walk the walk? Yeah. I, I got stuck trying to justify it. Ah, I got stuck trying to justify it. Like, well, she is a whore and uh, like, yeah, you know, maybe this will stop her from saying stupid shit. And um, right. Right. Uh, I, I always think like the second I'm trying to justify something that I probably shouldn't do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> ah, it's OK. Just one cigarette. It's fine. It's yeah. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's the matter? Today sucks anyways. Yeah. Here we go. Get your head fucking wrapped around this. Our message. This is the same lady, by the way, who last week released something saying that if you don't get your six-month-old the injection, you're leaving your child in a dark place. Oh, yeah. This, gets this lady is crazy. This is the governor of New York. This is a Democrat, of course. Of course. Whore. Listen, like all the reasons, all the reasons that you fucking hate Republicans. I hear you. You want to be pro-choice. You fucking hate Donald Trump. You think that they're fascist, blah, all that. It, it, I don't care. Pile anything on. You think priests, uh, you know that priests uh, molest kids. Uh, you think that um, Republicans are transphobic and homophobic and hate gays and just like, and you think that they hate blacks and all, all that. Bring it all to the table. And then remember, this This is – then mount all that up against this. By the way, you're totally wrong. It's because you're not paying – you live in a delusional reality if you think all that. But, but, but I'll go with you for a second. But then listen to this and then explain this to me how this is okay, how you're still a Democrat after this. And, and because she wants to give drugs to six-month-olds, babies. But, but, but watch this. This is absolutely nuts the world is send us your people send us those who need the uh, the cloak of comfort that we can demonstrate as new yorkers with big hearts and open arms and we'll provide a safe haven we have to let the word out that when you come to new york we're not going to have more hotel rooms we don't have capacity so we have to also message properly that we're at our limit if you're going to leave your country go somewhere else with the smart so our message to the world is Ladies and gentlemen, this I just realized this lady has Jessica Simpson face too. This lady's face isn't moving. Send us 
your people send us those who need the uh, the cloak of only her mouth and her eyes move. Us, New Yorkers with big hearts and open <laughs> arms will provide a safe haven. We have to let the word out that when you come to New York, we're not going to have more hotel rooms. We don't have capacity. So we have to also message properly that we're at our limit. If you're going to leave your country, go somewhere else with the smart. So our message to the world. <laughs> Two years later, she's like, if you're leaving your country, go somewhere else. <laughs> and it started with like, well, it's crazy. Hey. <sighs> I would never let my wife get Botox. Well, that's not up to you. So yeah, it is. Yes, it is. I would never, ever, 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 dear Haley, if you're doing that, you better hide that shit from me. You better do that behind my back. I do not accept that. I do not want to be around anyone who thinks that, that that's healthy, what this lady's doing. Look at her send fucking face doesn't move, dude. Those. No forehead movement, no cheek movement. Nothing is fucking moving. <laughs> Stretched back. That's what I was kind of talking to you about, Corey. Like, whose radar finds that attractive? What are you? What are we doing to society that we're making that somehow? Your radar's all fucked up if you find that attractive. Holy shit! Just get old for fuck's sake. Frozen. You're part of you're part of the fucking problem, man. If you're just if you're just adding to that shit, what are you sending saying to your your? Especially if you're a mom or a dad. God, you're a fucking moron. We live with idiots. I know that's going to really piss off a lot of people. I'm sure a lot of people I love fuck with that shit. Yeah, get a little lip flip, you know, get a little, little lip lip flip. Uh, uh, Christine Young, um, you can't get Botox anywhere but forehead and around eyes. This is a facelift. Mm. Even worse. <laughs> hey, Lee, I just see it as just a frontal attack on our little boys and girls. Just, just like fucking leave, leave your face alone. Just be a fucking human. Okay, uh, uh, Tyson Bajan came on the show and made me look like a complete asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? He asked me about fluoride and I got nothing for him. Oh yeah, that was that was good. Caleb Sadru, he just pulled something up right away. Like, yes, oh my did. god. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> In retrospect, um, we have sent him uh, several pieces pieces of literature uh via text. Dear dear Tyson Bajan, <laughs> I'd like to share with you that I that I have uncovered. We no, have, Zach, that was not hilarious. We got no, our research no. assistants on it here. That was not, no, 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 Zachy, Zachy. <laughs> yeah, fluoride. Yeah. Well, uh, winter chicken dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Fluoride. Look at Tyson Bajan. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, fluoride is toxic, causes osteoporosis even in low doses and skin rashes. Causes brain damage uh, and developmental. It's a de developmental neurotoxin. So, of all the research I did yesterday, I spent about two hours digging into it. It's pretty. It's a consensus across the board from people who are pro fluoride and anti fluoride. They all agree on one fucking thing for sure: fluoride is a neurotoxin. No one thinks you should be fucking eating it unless it's in really minuscule doses, which is one part per million. Let me tell you something. 
Oh, I'll, I'll go on. No, but but the, I, by the end of this, I was like, holy shit, it really fucking made me paranoid about uh, about fluoride. <laughs> about your drinking water? Uh, yeah, and, and I don't use city water. I use well water, thank God, and I filter it. Uh, slow uh, slows your thyroid function. It's absorbed into the thyroid. It's especially bad for children. It's especially bad for women who are pregnant with boys. That was another thing that they said. No one disagreed that a woman who is drinking uh, fluorinated water for more than three days at any point during a pregnancy, it will affect her male child's IQ. It will lower it for three to seven points. And they did independent studies separate of each other in China, Canada, and the USA. You do not, if you're a pregnant woman, and um, and it's especially bad in babies who are, I mean, formula is horrible for you anyway, but uh, women who are uh, feeding their baby formula and using uh, fluorinated fluorinated water, fluorinated, is that the word? Uh, Bad for your babies too. All the studies were in uh, consensus there too, that it was hurting your babies. And at that point, it also hurts female babies. It's weird that it doesn't hurt females, children, uh, when the mom is pregnant, if you're pregnant with a female, it didn't lower the the girl's IQ, just the boys, which is kind of oh, interesting. That's strange. I don't know if I believe that, but but that's yeah. but I saw that in three different studies. Oh, uh, the more fair skin you are, the more susceptible you are to fluoride injury, like like the fluoride that's in the air, steam from fluoride, and um and so that's why they had black people uh, almost exclusively work with fluoride, or so that's what they said. A uh, fluoride's a byproduct. It's a byproduct of making aluminum. Wow. It's a byproduct of shaping aluminum. It's a byproduct from the aluminum industry, and they were pouring it in rivers and streams, and they basically needed to find something to do with that byproduct. And and and, and here's another thing. It was coming out that all this fluoride that they were putting into rivers and streams, that they were dumping into rivers and streams in the 30s and 40s that was fluoride, that people were finally realizing that fluoride was bad, so they wanted to change the perception of what fluoride is. And so that's how they came up with this thing that it makes your enamel stronger in your mouth on, on your teeth. So, so this is bullshit. They can't. No, it actually does make it actually does make uh, your teeth stronger, the enamel okay. on your teeth stronger. But they they decided to share it and market it like that when they realized the the word fluoride was getting a bad reputation. It was all a marketing plan. They're like, fuck, how are we going to say that it's it's good. Mm-hmm. And so when they started saying that, they that's when they came up with the idea, well, we have all this extra fluoride that we're pouring into rivers and streams. What are we going to do with it? And they decided, we'll just start putting it in um, the world's water supply. Not only will we say that it's not bad, but we'll say we should end, we should put it in the world's water supply. So in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, they did the first uh, – in 1945, they put fluoride in the uh, city's water supply there. And uh, there was a cavity reduction, about one cavity less per person in the town. By, w- by the way, there's something called uh, fluoridosis, and it's when, they, when someone drinks too much uh, fluoride, and you can see it in their teeth. And their teeth get these brown lines in them or these weird white spots. And once you start, I, I looked at a bunch of pictures of it last night. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that person has that and that person has that and that person has that. Like you'll start seeing it in people. Weird. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So so it, so it, do, it does it does make the enamel, it does make your teeth stronger and it does reduce cavities. Not by a significant proportion. It's about one cavity per person. For over their lifetime. 
So not enough for it to actually matter. Dude, not if it's a yeah, fucking yeah, neuro, not shit. if it's a neurotoxin. Yeah. I could right. do some other shit to your teeth that would fucking make them stronger too. Like I like. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's um it's it's fucking nuts. Uh, cavities were reduced by one cavity per person. The, the study was a six-year study. And of course, of course, the the uh, fluoride industry paid to open up a school, a fluoride school at the University of Rochester. And they paid for the entire department. Yep. Yep, yep. And then we in 1965, Crest was developed. Crest <laughs> with, chlor- with fluoride. Uh, there was a lady named Phyllis Malinis, 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 Phyllis Malinis. She was a PhD in neurotoxicology. Uh, she fed fluoride to rats, and a hundred percent of the rats uh, became dumber. Their IQ was lowered, and uh, they a hundred percent became hyperactive rats. A hundred percent. She went to publish this study. They tried to stop her. She published it anyway, and she was fired from her job. Uh, at the University of Rochester. Wow. Yeah. Uh, her name is P-H-Y-L-I-S, last name M-U-L-L-I-N-E-X. Uh, the, 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 the fluoride in your water is supposed to be one part per million. The fluoride that she fed the rats was five parts per million. So people were saying, hey, that study's not legit. You, you use your own discernment. I'm okay with that. I'm glad she upped it up in the rats. Mm-hmm. And so to give you an example... Like they were talking about other places you can find fluoride and like in wine, fluoride is four parts per million. I don't know why it's even in wine. Oh, yeah. So fluoride's found all over your, sh- all, all over the place and all sorts of products. Wow. Uh, Kenneth Delap, how do you test a rat's IQ? Fuck if I know. <laughs> Probably some sort of maize and cheese. Well, you answered Tyson's question for sure now, huh? Uh, I hope so. And and so basically all of America. Well, here's another thing, too, just so you know, 98 percent of the countries in Western Europe. Guess what they do? No fluoride. They don't put fluoride in their water. They know it's a neurotoxin. Mm-hmm. They know. They know. Only here in the you, U.S. do our trusted institutions allow that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's Once you dig into it, it's the exact same story. It's it's, all it's, the stories. it's a byproduct of something that had a bad reputation. They spun up some fucking bullshit about it, and um, and 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 there we go. Now we got it fucking in our in our in our shit. Uh, Sevon, talk about what you can do to combat fluoride. Uh, Lugolo solution. It's incredibly helpful. Also, chlorine and bromine are both pervasive and very dangerous to our health. Lugolo solution. Lug- I don't know what that is. Let me see. Mm. I don't know. I don't have any solutions for you. I just spread fear. <laughs> okay can you filter fluoride out like if you have a water filter that you use is that filtered? someone you, someone should look into that yeah maybe, maybe that'll be episode two tomorrow how to how to get around fluoride <laughs> i mean well I, I immediately went into our house and looked in our bathroom we our toothpaste my wife is already on it we don't have fluoride in our toothpaste lugulo's iodine is also known maybe it's i don't know what lugulo's is l-u-g-o-l-s Anyone wants to look it up? J. Crow's Lagulo's Iodine Solution. Mm. I don't know. That doesn't sound good. I don't. I'm not, I don't know if I want to take iodine. Um, what's it say that this shit does? Oh, this is funny from the Brita Water Filter Company. 
It says, no, Brita water filters work to reduce chlorine, lead, copper, and other sediments while remaining important minerals such as fluoride. Oh, oh. great. So. Yeah. By the way, uh, Brita was just busted in something I saw. Brita just got in – it's owned by – I think Brita's owned by Clorox. And they're being no. sued because their filters don't work. I know, crazy, right? <laughs> Iodine used in J. Crow's Lagulo's solution is derived from mined crystals, not from shellfish. It's to use as a water purifier. Add three to six drops per liter of water. Always fresh, does not expire. Hmm. Interesting. Let me see what the reviews are on it. Fuck, 20,000 reviews. Damn. Wow. This person says they put these drops in their water and it cured them of their chronic uh, fatigue syndrome. Jesus criminy. Wow. Uh, the side effects of putting this iodine in my water is I feel thirsty all the time. I go to the bathroom all the time. Uh, but also they feel increased energy, brain fog disappeared, internal motivation. I'm awake to enjoy life. Shit. Sounds like CJC 1295. <laughs> I've noticed no difference in my mood, actually. But this pure, uh, pure water freedom. It's like a website that sells a bunch of filters. They have a whole line on how to remove uh, fluoride, like their filters do. So if anybody's looking for it, they have it for a shower head, too, by the way. So it attaches to where your shower head would attach and um, filters out your water that you're pouring on yourself. This guy named Bryce um, Bryce Mitchell fought last night in the UFC, mm -hmm. and uh, he's a flat earther and and all. And he 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 was actually the first UFC fight. He brought a Bible out and he held a Bible up. Hmm. I've never seen anyone do that. And the commentators were like, "Fuck, I've never seen anyone do that." He ended up winning the fight, but someone said, um, "Someone they they cracked a joke. They said he doesn't believe in gravity either." And that fucking got got kind of pissed me off that they said that because. Once again, that that's how people are. That's how people are duped. And I and I know I know ninety eight percent of the people in the chat are going to make fun of me now and probably not get it. But you have to understand that gravity is a fucking explanation of a phenomenon. Gravity is an explanation of a phenomenon. No one's denying the phenomenon. No one's like, hey, that apple didn't fall. And there was a guy named Newton who came up with an explanation for it. And then later on, uh, there was a guy named Einstein who came up for, with an explanation of it. Susie, tell. Tell my boobs that. <laughs> Bring them over to my house. I'll tell your boobs all sorts of crazy shit. <laughs> Whisper it to them. Gravity's a phenomenon. Anyone who needs their boobs, like some fucking, you want your boobs to you get a talking to, bring them over to my face. I'll give them a talking <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll give him fucking talk to your titties. <laughs> the titty whisper. And and that's the hard part, man. That's the hard part about science. That's the hard that's the weird part about being alive. If you want to stay awake, that's like one of the things you have to like remember. Explanations, explanations. There's the the truth is just what you're able to use to predict that for predictive value. It's, and it's still not even truth. That we we walk around assuming the ground in front of us will always be there. And that's why there's shitloads of bloopers where the ground isn't there when someone's making that assumption that the ground is there and it's not there and they fall. <laughs> 
but gravity is the explanation of gravity is no different than the explanation of um, ADHD and people or ADHD or whatever the fuck they call it. And people will swear that that shit's real. No, it, it's an explanation of a phenomenon of a pattern. Society's biggest scams part 10, ADHD. We are putting children on speed at an alarming rate and we invented a disease to do this. The year is 1944 and a Swiss chemist is about to play tennis with his wife, Rita. He is working on altering amphetamines to make the perfect focus drug. And he gives one that he really thinks is working well to Rita before they play tennis. And Rita's just dialed in during this tennis game. She says, this is the one. And that is how we got the drug Ritalin. Rita, Lynn, Ritalin. The company wanted to market this drug in the USA, but they didn't really know to give it to It obviously did help with the focus, despite drastic side effects. But they needed somebody to sell it to. Luckily for them, there were some studies done on disturbed children that showed that giving Ritalin to them helped them focus. And there we have it, ADHD was created. There is no actual way to, with like brain imaging, that diagnose ADHD. It's done via a questionnaire. Eli Lilly and other big pharma companies literally sponsored the academic institution to create this ADHD questionnaire, which is the standard protocol for diagnosing ADHD. So you literally have the pharma companies creating the questionnaire to diagnose ADHD. Psychiatrists literally get training and bribes from the companies that sell these substances. Do you not see anything wrong there? even more concerning is that these drugs are now even being given to two and three-year-olds like toddlers they're putting them on speed what's really happening is we are telling kids to wake up and eat like cereal which is filled with processed sugar and food dyes which are linked with hyperactivity and then go sit inside the classroom for eight hours per day we're making recess shorter we're making summer shorter we're cutting down pe programs children are designed to play outside they are designed to socialize and most kids who are diagnosed adhd actually can focus on things that they care about me personally when i was 12 years old i was diagnosed with adhd luckily i never took any meds or anything but the reason i was diagnosed because i wasn't doing well in school at that time. By the time I got to college and started getting really good grades, no one really questioned if I had ADHD or not. And because I'm now pretty successful, depending on what your version of success is. Okay, shut up, Ben Greenfield. I've been to the top of the mountain, the peak, the pinnacle. Do you guys? Do you guys get it? What's interesting about this is this is a phenom. This is a uh, uh, explanation of a phenomenon that was created in order to sell something. The explanation for uh, why objects fall and, and the way they fall and the way shit interacts with the earth these objects and the gravity i don't i don't i'm assuming that was i don't know how that was directly monetized by newton i don't know if it was i mean obviously we make roller coasters and airplanes and rockets and there's all sorts of shit elevators and there's shit like we understand now because of that and yeah. which makes the explanation applicable and usable just like ritalin is applicable and usable but it doesn't it doesn't make it true Doesn't make it true. Uh, turntable. I'm an engineer and took a lot of advanced math and physics courses. Gravity is still a mystery. We understand that mass causes gravity, but we don't understand what about mass causes gravity. Yeah. So, so, so turntable, I would push that. Then I would, then I would ask you that maybe that we're barking up the wrong tree. Maybe we've, we've, the explanation is just all fucked up, right? It's just like just like people used to think the earth was flat and it was pretty good theory, pretty good theory. And then all of a sudden now we think the world is round and uh, that explains more. And, you know, I haven't been to outer space, but supposedly you can tell it's round from out there. But you want your explanation to be able to predict the most amount of shit, predict the seasons, which meteors are going to hit the earth. Just you want it to just have predictive value. I mean, Greg's just been pounding that into us. It's such a powerful tool to understand how the world works. Or to, to understand how explanations of the world work is to just keep thinking of it in terms of its predictive value. Mm -hmm. But Sevon, the teacher said, if I medicated my kid, they will pay attention better and not act up while sitting at a desk for eight hours a day. <laughs> You're a good dude, Mr. DeLapp.
uh, turntable electromagnetic force. We understand we can create an electromagnetic field artificially. We can't do that with the gravitational force. Interesting. What are, you, what are you trying to think about the gravitational force? I was just thinking of those two words next to each other, gravitational and force. Yeah. G-forces, like when you ride really fast in an uh, airplane. Yeah, yeah. It like sucks you back into your... That's a great... I love all that shit. It has to be the weird breathing, like... <gasps> they don't, like, pass out. It's too bad I don't like spinning. I would really get off on like those machines at, at amusement parks that spin you. Oh, really? I don't like the spinning part, but I like the G-force part. I like the getting smushed. All I think about every time I'm on those rides is like, did the carnies tighten every bolt? <laughs> no. <sighs> this is fucking crazy. A father was told by Ohio police that his 11-year-old daughter could face charges of making indecent images after answering his complaint of a man having manipulated his daughter into sending pictures. The police department said it is investigating the video posted on social media involving two officers responding to a call for service. So I, you call the cops mm -hmm. and are like, hey, my daughter, who's 11 years old, just sent naked pictures to some fucking dude on the internet. Mm -hmm. And they come to your house and they say, dude, we may have to arrest your daughter for making child pornography. Yeah. Do you think that these cops are Republican or Democrat? <laughs> uh, man. Isn't it funny? Here's the thing. Here's I just I just realized this distinction. Republicans believe in personal accountability and personal responsibility. Democrats do not. They believe in pushing everything to the big state unless you're under 18. So they don't think a 35 year old black man should be responsible for anything Democrat, but they do think an 11 year old girl should be responsible regardless of age or mm. regardless of color. Mm, I see what you did there. These fucking wackadoodles. Here we go. This is by the way, if you're not, if you don't have a strong stomach, this is going to be one you're not going to be able to unsee, unhear what you're about to hear. You're going to should go to the bathroom or something. Hi. Hi. Uh, yeah, she's in bed now. It's, it's the only time she's already asleep. Well, it still happened though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, um, the whole point, I just want you guys to come over and talk to her. I mean, I just want her to realize what this was. I mean, reality is not much she has to probably do about it, isn't it? I mean, she could probably get charged with child porn. Who, she can? Mm -hmm. She's 11 years old. She's creating it. Right? She's 11 years old. Doesn't matter. He's still making porn. No, she's not. She's being manipulated by a grown ass adult on the Is internet. Is she taking pictures though? You guys have a nice seat. Okay. Thank you for coming. Are you serious? Have a nice seat. Bitch. What a fucking bitch. Yeah, she she maybe use a little more time and sensitivity training. Uh, Zach, I got suspended for being in possession of child porn because I photocopied my junk, autographed it, and put it in a buddy's backpack. <laughs> oh, God. Isn't being a young boy fun? That's so fun.
Holy shit! That's did you did did you? I would like to know how you photocopy. How did you sit on the on the photocopy machine, or did you lay on it and just smash your cock and balls face down on it? That's amazing. Or, or the third option: Did you get a chair so you could like <laughs> flop out on the top of it? Oh my goodness! Uh. Yeah, that cop is a that 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 is just fucking. Good. By the way, that dad should be slapped around too. Like, what is your daughter doing with a phone? What what is your eleven year old? Why does your eleven year old have tools to communicate with the outside world? Hey, that's that's, that's that, not appropriate. That dad's just trying to outsource everything too. Mm-hmm. He literally was like, "Well, I was hoping you could come by and talk to her." Oh, like, right. You can't fucking talk to her. You gave her the cell phone. You gave her the boundaries and permission to be on there long enough to form a, co- a, a conversation and then a relationship with an adult on the internet, then to be able to have enough privacy to send those photos to that adult. So that takes some time. Yeah. Like there's a time investment in that. And so the question is, is like at 11 years old, were you looking through the phone at 11 years old? Were you limiting the time that they're on the phone are you limiting the app that they are on the phone are you limiting their ability to communicate with other people through the internet on the phone so there's so many steps that that dad should have taken to prevent that from happening but then to call the cops over to say hey i just wanted you to talk to her about what about the about the role you should have had in protecting her is that what we should talk to her about hey we're sorry we're here because it went this far because your dad doesn't fucking pay attention like, what are the cops going to say at that point? He's outsourced everything. I still don't think that the way that cop handled it was right at all. Even if that was by law the truth of the situation, she should have said, hey, look, and like explained it in a different way. Not this. If I was the cop, I would have been like, okay, we'll come back tomorrow and talk to her. By the way, dude, what, what the fuck is your daughter doing with fucking a phone? Right, hey, dude. Hey, um, uh, I my kids have these waterproof indestructible Panasonic WG cameras and within fucking 10 minutes of them having them they fucking one of them put it, the camera down their pants took a picture of their cock and balls I had to go on the phone and erase it and be like don't do that yeah like dude what the fuck are you thinking your your 11 year old kid should not have your 11 year old daughter should not have access to the outside world should not have act you're giving your kid access to fucking strangers. Asymmetric ears. Uh, I'm usually against doxing, but I can make an exception for that bitch. Yeah, that cop is a loser. Yeah, and- but I still don't think we should place the blame of the situation on that cop. No, I agree. We're, we're bringing agree. a ton of that to her reaction. We're bringing that whole situation hey, to her reaction. Hey, and, and, and maybe the cop's reaction will let you know that no one's coming to save you, but you better fucking protect your kids too. You dick yeah. shit. Stop outsourcing it. Yeah. And hey. Of, oh. Go ahead. I, mean, I was just going to say, a lot of the parents don't realize that when they hand their phone with the YouTube and they're playing whatever the fuck one of those kids' shows are, is that YouTube is not on your side. They're, if especially if it's your login as an adult on your account, the next video that they pop up is a complete fucking spin of the wheel. They're yeah, not protecting yeah, yeah, your kid. Yeah. They're just putting another video in front of them. It's nuts. Yeah. I hope they immediately took her phone away forever. I know. Me too.
I think that was a Democrat, by the way. <laughs> Somebody in the comments said, looks like she's just a uh, cop was trained to divert doing any work herself. That looked right. Like as if she was like, fuck, my shift is almost over. I'm not going to jump into this and have to deal with paperwork or anything. A business owner goes off on Socialist City Council member during a chaotic public meeting at Seattle's about Seattle's drug laws. This is fucking just chaos, dude. I cannot imagine having a business in Seattle, a small business. Here we go. The so-called war on drugs was created as a weapon aimed at reestablishing the mythology and stigma of black criminality that has been a core ingredient of the racist narrative in the United States. You voted against me and shut me down. I lost so that's like a council member uh, saying, uh, basically saying that the laws that stop crime are to hold the black man down. Oh, this is laws to hold the black man down. The whitey is very dangerous, and these are just laws to stop the black man, right? And then this is a black business owner just fucking railing this bitch. What's funny is though this guy's conflating all sorts of shit. Like he wants to say it's the he wants to say it's the white agenda. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the it's the white Democrat agenda. But fucking don't forget, eighty percent of fucking blacks are Democrats too. If if you're gonna do the whole skin color thing, color high. Like whites or Democrats? Huh? Uh, hi. What's going on, fellas? Hey, what's up? Dude? I haven't called in in a while. How, How are you doing? doing? Good, you know. I'm great. I'm a little late. Um, you had moved on that story with the the uh, cunt, the cop, the female that you just had. Yeah. Hey, hold um, on, hold on one second. It might be, hold on, hold on. This fucking roadcaster. <laughs> Ro roadcaster should fucking pay me for having to use their shit. Is there any? Do you guys know any other shows that use roadcasters where it works properly? Okay, go ahead. Sorry, Jeremy. Mine works great. Hello. Jeremy? Yo, I'm still here. Okay, go ahead. So you want to talk about uh, the cop, the cop and the child porn. So she was she was out of line for sure. Um, Susan had nailed and Maybe she was at the end of her shift and she's like, you know what? I'm just going to say something that's going to get me out of this. Or, Anyways, um, I was going to offer a perspective as a single dad with an almost 11-year-old daughter. Uh, I thought tooth and nail uh with her mom to not give her a phone so she she's gonna be 11 in like three weeks got a phone probably a year ago so she was almost 10 she got a phone now it only has the capabilities of you know youtube tiktok stuff like that she can she can uh facebook message me or her mom but even that what i've noticed is that's even to me too much because i'll i'll 
you know, she'll be in the other room thinking I can't hear. And I'm listening to the TikToks that she's watching or whatever, the YouTube video she's watching. I'm like, how old is she? Dude? Right. How old is she? She'll be 11 in three weeks. No. So no. I, I know, trust me, I fought tooth and nail for this not to happen. So what it did for me to Susan's point is it, it absolutely forced me to be the helicopter dad, it, at least when she has the phone, which I limit when she's with me. Uh, like today, I've given her a little bit of time to, she talked to her friend, you know, she like Facebook messaged her friend and then she watched YouTube for a little bit, but I'm like, all right, now we're going to go outside. Now we're going to go do whatever. Um, I'm not giving you like the whole day, which she gets when she's with her mom to be on your phone. So it's forced me to be this helicopter dad. And I think that that father in that, in that video is maybe, maybe he's just afraid, you know, Oh, you don't, I don't want to be the helicopter dad. I don't want to, I don't want my daughter to hate me. And it's like, you know what? I'd rather her hate me right now at 10, almost 11 years old, but then thank me at 18 or 19 or 20 when her friends are, you know, all screwed up and she's not, you know, that's how I look at it. So Dude, if I have to be a helicopter dad. Now I'm going to do it. You can hate me all you want, you know, and she'll get mad. She'll get really mad if I'm like, all right, phone away. She'll, Oh, this isn't fair. Mom lets me do this or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. You don't understand it now, but you know, there'll be a day where you do. You'll see why. Uh, keep fighting the good fight, dude. Good to hear your voice. Absolutely. Also, I want to add, I got recognized um, yesterday. I took the, my youngest daughter to gymnastics and I'm standing there and someone came up and said, are you Jeremy? Uh, I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh man, I, I've heard you on Savant so many times. You used to call in all the time. And I just wanted to say hi. I recognize you from Instagram and blah, blah, And I'm like, wow, I guess I'm getting a little famous thanks to you. So I appreciate that. I had to give you a little shout out there. Yeah, good. They better, they better recognize. <laughs> they recognize. Yeah. Anyways, you guys have a fantastic Sunday. And uh, it's good talking to you. Good talking to you too, brother. Thanks for telling the story. Adios. Absolutely. Peace out. Bye. Uh, asymmetric ears. Yeah, like Susan conflating everything the 11 year old parents did or did not do prior to the cops visiting. He was not conflating. He was mm -hmm. not conflating. Uh, he was getting, so there were two people interacting there. And uh, we were, the, we were, the, uh, most of the people were focusing on the cop. And Susan just wanted to bring some perspective. If the parent wasn't there, that event wouldn't have happened. That event required two the parent to, to, to come to call the cops and come to the door and then the cops to come to the door and they had an interaction and everyone was focused on the cops. All Sousa did was be like, Hey, it takes two to tango. I, I don't think he was conflating at all. It's, it's like, it's like, um, a quarter is not just the tail side. It's the head side too. It, it has to have the head side. I don't know. Is, is that how you see it? Sousa? You were just, you were contextualizing it in perspective. Yeah. I was just saying there's multiple steps that happened before that before you got to that position and then yeah. to be, I mean, and I'm, I still don't think what the cop did was correct. So I right, right. come off as defending her. I think that that right. was ridiculous and that was a ridiculous statement, but I, I mean, just don't think it was conflating. Yeah. There's lots of shit that you could have done to prevent it. Right. Yeah. Conflating is, um, uh, combined, uh, two or more ideas into one. Ooh, uh, conflate issues is the merging of two or more sets of information, text, or opinions into one 
often in error. Yeah, I don't think it was done in error. I think that, yeah, it's, I don't, they're trying to make it the definition here, make it seem like it's implicitly in error. I think it's explicitly in error. Yeah. Well, even if I was, I still think what I said was valid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, conflate these nuts (laughs) oh man Bernie oh Bernie oh Bernie 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 mom and dad need to be on the same page regarding a child's phone usage and other matters too often in our society they compete against each other no conflate situation (laughs) good luck having kids people good fucking luck It is tough, though. It is a tough balance between, like, like when do you... Because, like, you want your kids to be up on technology, so to speak, because it's going to be such a, such a large part of their lives when they become older. So it's, like, it's kind of like that balance, you know? No 11-year-old should ever be on TikTok. You don't love your kids if you let your 11-year-old on TikTok. Sevon, how can you say that? I don't know. It just did. Uh, <laughs> let me reiterate this for perhaps the 1,000th time, says Dr. Gad Saad. In a free society, there can never be a law against misinformation or disinformation. Free societies must tolerate imbeciles, racists, falsehoods, spreaders, etc. I'm Jewish with my tragic childhood history in Lebanon, and yet I support the right of Holocaust deniers to spew their infinitely grotesque falsehoods. The reflex for, gov- the reflex for governments to sanitize your mind from falsehoods is the definition of authoritarianism. This trend must be fought with all of our might. God damn. It's how do people not see that? Do you know that the UK is, has a law that's against um, hate speech? Yeah. How retarded is someone to think that that's okay to have a law like that? Yeah. That's like Ben Greenfield. That's like that Ben Greenfield talk. That's like chat GPT talk. Yeah. Super short sighted. I love honeybees. That's hate speech because everyone knows honeybees sting people and kills them. Yeah. People, or, are, allergic, people who are allergic to bees um, uh, die when they get stung. And you just said you love bees. That's hate speech. You're a fucking piece of shit. Yep. Now the governing body of deciding hate speech could decide whatever word is now hate speech and come and arrest you. There's someone alive today who Adolf Hitler spared their life. Mm-hmm. There's 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 someone alive today. There's there's someone that Adolf Hitler could have killed who didn't kill, right? There was some homosexual Jew that he didn't like that he didn't kill. Yeah. Otto Warburg. Yes, yeah, yeah. I don't know if Otto ended up having kids. But there but there's someone out there that that due to his mercy and compassion their grandchildren are alive today that he could have had done otherwise. Mm-hmm. Like nothing is just like black and white. You, you're, you're not just going to fucking remove all hate speech and it'd be a good idea. There's no, there's, we can't even, that's why the fucking death penalty is so fucked. We kill the fucking wrong people. Right. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. Innocent motherfuckers get fucking killed. Mm-hmm. 
also too the this the speech thing and then making laws against speech is just i don't know how people don't see the long-term result of that uh amounting in any disagreement with the state resulting in you being in jail say that last part again like any disagreement with the state can result in you being in jail yeah yeah that's crazy Right. So now, and I mean, you already see how this is happening without the law of jailing you for hate speech, but you could see how the manipulation through the media. So let's say I'm going to raise taxes on everybody in my apartment complex and everybody decides to say no. And then you become the really loud outspoken one against it and say, hey, we can't afford this. They push us too far. We can't afford the extra two dollars in this apartment complex. And then now I just run a campaign and say, hey, well, someone's speaking out against it. But did you know this about them? And then next thing you know, you go to speak out against me again, and then we jail you for hate speech. But we've already right, started right. The, the, the fear campaign of you because of other things you've said in the past. And now we put labels on you. And now the rest of the people, oh, wow, I didn't realize he did all that. Yeah. And now you're arrested. And then to everybody else who's a couple degrees of separation from the issue, just see, oh, well, they arrested a criminal. That's good. I heard he was starting to involve. And now the whole thing got contorted from what it originally was, just based off speech, as opposed to now... You actually have to do something. It's like, well, he got arrested. What do you get arrested for? And then we need he to told, wait. He told, he told Stacey Tovar and Mikey Swoosh they had freakishly amazing bodies. <laughs> right. So that's going to be interpreted very differently by by different people, as opposed to if they said, well, he broke into my car uh, through my window, uh, rigged the um, ignition, drove off at it. Now we could all point at them and say, oh, okay, yeah, he did something bad. He took your property. But when you don't have that and you just have the speech thing, anybody could start to change that to just make you out to be the villain and arrest you. The, the Those same people who think it's okay to outlaw hate speech are the same people who think that the injection is valid. They refuse to do ask like five questions, one question. They refuse to scratch the surface and be like, um, how do we know the injection works? Um, oh, what what actually is hate speech? How, how do we enforce that? Yeah. What what's what if something that's really positive gets lumped up with the hate speech talk? Yep. Yeah. And these things change over time, right? What that guy I would say what that guy Travis Kelsey did that we showed in the beginning of the show, the tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs was hate speech. People are gonna die because of his his People action. Are gonna be hurt. Yeah. 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 Interesting, right? It's so frustrating that we live with just Okay, here we go. Put $500 cash in an envelope and mail it to yourself. If you don't have the balls to do it because you think it might get lost, you should probably vote in person come November. $500 cash in an envelope and mail it to yourself. If you don't have the balls to do it because you think it might get lost, you should probably vote in person come November. Put $500 cash in an envelope and mail it to yourself. If you don't have the balls to do it because you think it might get lost, you should probably vote in person come November. Wow. I like that because I didn't really know where it was going at first either. And then <laughs> when she gets you the punch and you're like, okay, touche. It's good, right? Yeah, it is good. That was good. It's so good. Hey, they just got to get rid of mail-in ballots. The whole... <laughs> The whole thing is ridiculous, dude. What do you do if you don't have 500? 400. 400. Uh, 400, 400. You're actually called the average American. 
four hundred. Put in four hundred. Less than a thousand dollars in your savings and uh, twenty thousand dollars in debt. I think that's the average now. Probably. Fucking. Crazy. Uh, I I've mailed five hundred dollars to people with cash before. I've never had issues with mailing cash, but but I but I still get her point. I think most people would have a problem. I'm gonna be nervous about it making making it to the destination. I was nervous. Hey, someone did. I did buy a um. I can't remember if it was an ounce or a pound or half. I think I bought a half pound, eight ounces of mushrooms once when I was in college, mm-hmm. and they got caught. It got stopped at FedEx, and we didn't get it. It just went. They called you or something. Tried to call you and. And it's not the kind of thing you go down and pick up. <laughs> dude, I that was like a sixteen hundred dollar loss or something. Dude, I need I used to know a guy and it's not doesn't happen anymore. And this was mold, this was, you know, 10, 15 years ago, but he used to mill <clears throat> weed across state to where it wasn't legal. So he'd grow it out here in Mendocino County and then he would mail it over to the Boston area through UPS. And he would receive boxes of Fifty, seventy thousand dollars in cash to his house. Wow! And I would ask him, I was like, "How in the world do you do that?" And he goes, "Oh, dude, he goes, this isn't normal shipping weed to your friends." He was shipping, you know, ten, fifteen pounds at a time, and uh, the people that he were, was doing that with in Boston hired somebody to come live in the area that he was in Mendocino County and work at his UPS drop-off location. Oh, shit. And they had another guy at the distribution center. Then they had another guy at receiving. Then they had another guy at the local UPS. So it was moving through people who were on the inside. To hey, that's smart. That's smart. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's smart. Yeah. It was crazy, dude. I never felt comfortable. Like at his house, you always were just like, is someone going to kick kick this door in and just lay everybody out on the floor and he would just be sitting there counting in 20s to where he didn't count the money he would just weigh it yeah that's cool i like it like he knew how much money weighed you know this is ten thousand. this is what this weighs and just would weigh it out crazy (laughs) that's smart that's a real business when you when you get when you pay someone to work at the ups shop yeah four different centers i lived Eight years as a female named Laura Jensen. After I lived eight years as a female named Lauren Jensen after undergo- undergoing gender reassignment surgery. You're undergoing gender reassignment surgery in April of 1983. I started as a four-year-old kid in 1944. So I'm bringing to this conversation today 74 years of firsthand experience in some way, either living it or trying to deal with it or trying to recover from it. This was the biggest mistake of my life. I think it's important for us to realize that there is actually nothing good about affirming a young boy four years old like my grandma did me. The moment you affirm a child like my grandma did putting me in a purple chiffon dress and telling me how cute I was, how wonderful I look, is at the very same moment that you're affirming that young person, you're telling them there's something wrong with them. You're not right. That is child abuse. Do you guys get that? You're born a boy with a penis. At some point, you're just fucking around or whatever, and you say, oh, I want to be a girl. And someone hears that and starts leading you down that path at four years old. That's called gender affirming. That's why they're trying to make it a law that you, if your child does say that at four years old in the state of California, you have to like start leading them down the path, your boy of being a girl. 
They're trying to make that a law. They can take your kids away from you. Some, some circumstances in many states, they already can. They're saying that that's what you should do. Instead of, instead of not giving it any energy, don't react to it. By the way, pushing back on it is the same thing as, as affirming it. <clears throat> Dick Butter, yeah, we get it. We're not retards. <laughs> Chester, that's grooming. Yeah, that is grooming. Well said. This is so fucking pathetic that this has to fucking be explained. You, if you were a parent and you fuck with your kids at four years old on any level about their sex, and you you're even introducing stuff to the about gender to your four year old kid, you've already fucked your kid up. All the, all those kids we see on TikTok, on Instagram, anyone who's like making that journey or having those discussions as a young child, you're fucked. You, you're going to spend your whole, this poor guy, you're going to spend the whole rest of your life untangling that mess. We need to begin calling it what it is. It's not affirming a child. It's causing them to be depressed and anxious about who they are. And then we go on to inject hormone blockers into them and begin altering their body. Can we begin to understand today from these discussions how destructive this is to the psyche? It's no wonder they end up with separation anxiety and bipolar disorder, dissociative disorders, schizophrenia, and many other disorders. I lived eight years as a female. My kids are not worried about who they are in their head because they're creating who they are by drawing pictures, throwing rocks, Shooting BB guns, playing basketball, kissing and hugging their grandmother, learning to sew, going out with Susan and I and eating hamburgers. They're not worried. They're not fucking worried about choosing who they are ever. They're creating who they are. They're getting white belt stripes. They're getting gray belt stripes. They're just create. They're just fucking kids. They don't need to be think about who they are. They know that there's someone that makes eye contact. They know that you're supposed there's someone who shakes hands with adults when they meet them. They know that there's someone who lets people, uh, women and uh, children, walk through a door before they walk through. That's who they are. They didn't. They're not choosing those things. That's who they are through their practices. That dumb shit starts in school. I'm a bachelor's of science. I'm a PhD. I'm stolen valor. I'm a Navy SEAL, even though I'm not. That that's all that <laughs> bullshit. Why are you introducing that shit to your fucking kids? Yeah. Don't do that. Don't or even have those conversations with them. Or putting them in environments where it's being introduced to them. <clears throat> yeah, it's fucking nuts. Even even letting them play a video game and they get good. I'm really fucking good at Pac-Man. I'm 12 years old and my name's Johnny. Fine. Yeah, it's cool. You already gave him a fucking name. Let him build an identity. Identity. This poor guy, what a fucked life he had. Thank God he's speaking up now. Oh, this one's called Airplanes Are Cool. Oh, this is great. This is great. If you're listening to this, you're not going to get this one. Sorry, I apologize. But it's called Airplanes Are Great. My son saw me looking at this on my phone. He looked over my shoulder, which I don't approve of. And he goes, first thing he said to me, he goes, who filmed that? 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Who filmed that? Uh, hey, I didn't even know he's looking over my shoulder. It was fucked up. <laughs> you got to get one of those privacy screens. I do need one of those. I do think I need one of those. Uh, this is a good question. Sevon, is there an age to graduate from BB guns? My girls were introduced to shooting and love it. Dude, I'm going to tell you, my boys eight. My other two boys are six. And I would never have introduced them to BB guns. But the last time we went to Greg's house, Greg bought them three BB guns, a BB gun each, a fucking 6,000-pound box of BBs, and, um, and, and safety goggles. And he lets his kids shoot on the property. They live on at their house with 16 acres. So my kids were just outside shooting the whole time. Greg gave them the safety lessons. I've taken them to Dave's, and they've gotten safety lessons there. That shit stresses me out. But now they come home, and they shoot in the backyard like fucking every day. Put on their goggles. They sit down. They know all the rules. Don't sweep people. Um, and my sister's kids were shooting real guns at that age. So I, I don't know. I, that shit stresses me out. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I like going out there and shooting them with them. Um, I, I wish I, I wish I had an answer for that. I feel like I have an answer for everything, but I'm tell you the truth, that shit stressed me out. Now it doesn't, but breaking the seal stressed me the fuck out. When I was like, Greg's like, hey, I'm gonna teach your kids how to shoot the BB guns with my kids right now. Mm -hmm. And then, then the next three days we went to Greg's. My kids were in the backyard shooting guns, fucking for eight hours <laughs> and they're good at it now they're crazy shots they put scopes on their guns and like they yeah it's crazy oh, i don't funny. know yeah cool i didn't shoot a bb gun at six i didn't shoot a bb gun until i was when i was when i was 13 i went away with my friend jeff holman to a cabin maybe i was 11 and the parents gave us two huge bags of 22 shells and a rifle and a pistol and we went out all day just shooting 22s no one gave us a lesson it was the only it was the first time i'd ever shot a gun we shot everything frogs and birds and a broken down train and we just were shooting everything i'm yeah. surprised we didn't shoot each other yep surprised nobody accidentally uh yeah. got flagged or the gun went off or something yeah Oh, uh, how Roberts, I was having BB gun fights at that age. Yeah. <laughs> I eventually, I grew into a phase where I, we had BB gun fights. That shit was fucked up. Yeah. We had airsoft, so it was at least advanced <laughs> a little bit since then. Justin V, uh, I was so excited to be a good father, but the capable child consulting stopped posting on IG, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Dickhead. Yeah, I was actually just thinking the last time we had an airsoft war, we walked down to the elementary school. This was obviously years, years, years back. And there was like five or six of us running around with these AR style, you know, airsoft guns or like shotgun style airsoft guns. Yeah. Just, Dude, if we did that now, the fucking cops would roll through. So, I mean, school wasn't in session. It was on the weekend. So nobody was on campus. But right. still, you have like the straggler teacher that's coming in to like work on something in the classroom or like. The janitorial people and all of a sudden you get a call like there's five or six kids down here with fucking guns what do they shoot what's the bullet look like in the airsoft this looks like a bb but it's just a plastic one oh, oh okay it hurts yeah, usually you feel it usually they're a little bit 
you know, less uh, powerful. There's not as much PSI going through it. But it all depends on the one you buy, obviously. What does this mean? My girl shot some 300 BLK. Is that a kind of like BB or, or, or pellet? Yeah, it's probably some gun stuff above our pay grade. Hmm. Speaking of guns. I, mean, I don't know what that is. Here's my under a minute take on gun violence. Pro-gun control people like to say that America is the third worst country for gun violence. And you know, statistics are crazy on the people that die from gun violence. Here's the thing. If you take the cities of Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, and St. Louis, out of that equation, we become like the 189th out of 193 country for gun violence. And all of those cities have really tight gun control and are very, very liberal. Because it's almost like in liberal-run cities, gun violence and gang violence are rampant. This is not a nationwide problem. It's a liberal city problem. Here's my Dude, that is a crazy statistic she just said. Basically, the United States is at the very top of gun violence statistics. Mm -hmm. But if you take out Chicago, Detroit, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, and St. Louis, mm -hmm. it's at the very bottom. Mm. There's only 196 countries. Yeah. I don't know if I believe that, though. You don't believe – like, you don't know if you believe her numbers? Yeah. And – the one thing too that a lot of people associate or don't is like the word gun violence. I think a lot of the statistics like lump um, suicide into that too. Let me show you the mayor of uh, Chicago. It's not a uh, Littlefoot anymore. No, no, no. Let me show you the mayor of St. of uh, St. Louis. Let me show you the mayor of Los Angeles. By the way, I've never I I I just suspected this. Let me show you the uh, mayor of Philadelphia. Democrat, old guy. Old Democrat. Let me show you the mayor of uh, St. Louis. Did I already do St. Louis? Yeah, that was. Oh already. yeah, uh, D uh, Detroit. Sorry, Detroit. Let me show you the mayor of Detroit. Holy shit! Detroit has a fucking white guy as a mayor. Mike Dugan. Dugan. A member of the Democratic Party. He was a Wayne County prosecutor. It's all it's all Democrats. It's fucking amazing. So you don't you don't believe that statistic? What would I look up? Um, uh, city U.S. cities with most gun violence. U.S. cities with most gun violence. Violence. Yeah, and then. How does U.S. compare with gun violence around the world, right? Because that's essentially was her. 
So then you go take out those most cities. Well, I, see if you could determine against the world after you eliminate. I can just see. I can just see if it's like if it's like eighty percent of our gun violence is there. Then obviously it's going to drop us down. It's the it's going to be close enough. Yeah. Um. Uh. Thirty U.S. cities with highest violent crime rates. Uh. I need to know if those five though are like eighty percent of it. I don't see anything. Oh, uh, oh, Billings, Montana is 30. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> uh, show, uh, so, uh, five cities with highest crime violence. Uh, I don't find it easily. Anyway, Susa doesn't believe it. Not that he disbelieves it. He just doesn't believe it. I just need more evidence. Okay. Yeah. More, more information. More information. Uh, city crimes involving drugs. Uh, city death. Uh, hom- hom- uh, gun deaths in big cities. This is how American do math. <laughs> Map oh. of gun deaths shows lowest rates in cities that. Uh... Oh, David. <laughs> David. 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 Hey, hey! D- d- at least, at least we're doing a little fact checking. Duke yeah, Charles. professional fact checker. Asymmetric ears. Nobody cares about knife violence. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. So, well, that'll be next, right? First they ban, first they ban guns, then they'll go to fucking knives. <laughs> I believe it. I, I, I believe it. I think Chicago, Detroit, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, uh, St. Louis. Detroit, I think highest uh, gun violence. Yeah, yeah. I, I would buy that. And, and I think, and I think it's like eighty percent. I think it's like eighty percent. I wonder what what if I put in what percentage of gun violence is Chicago in USA? I wonder if that gets me anything. God damn. In 2020 alone, gun homicides increased 52% in uh, in New York City. Jeez, man, th- this we we've got we this is well the this this one this map on the CDC is interesting because technically by like population or whatever Alaska is the most <laughs> because of like those jackasses, <laughs> yeah. Oh, they, they got it by year here. That's interesting. In the meantime, let me give you this public service message from a professional soccer player, mm-hmm. Maddie Kuzak. Uh, hi, my name is Maddie Kuzak, and I play football. My name is Maddie Kuzak, and I play football for Sheffield United Women. I'm going to have my vaccine when I'm invited to, and I'm going to have my vaccine to ensure that I keep my friends and family safe. Thank you, Maddie. Maddie Kuzak, Sheffield United. <laughs> Bye-bye. Wait, what? She died? Hi, my name is Maddie yeah. Kusak and I play football for Sheffield United Women. I'm going to have my vaccine when I'm invited to, and I'm going to have my vaccine to ensure that I keep my friends and family safe. Hey, and here's the oh, thing. Her friends and family are safe now. Oh, fuck. <laughs> wow. That's fucking sad, dude. It's horrible. It's fucking horrible. David Weed <clears throat> killing two birds with one stone. Sevon and numbers is like Danny Spiegel and clean reps. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, tomorrow, Jorge Fernandez, winner of yep, winner of something. Yeah, for his team. CrossFit Games. You see Tuesday, we got a double header. Let me see. Oh, yeah, shit. Tuesday's crazy. Tuesday's Greg Glassman in the morning, Guy Majeros in the uh, evening. In the nighttime. Oh, that show's going to be huge. With this. Hey, what's up, dude? Oh, yeah, shit. Tuesday's crazy. Hey, what's up, on? What is happening Just here? Just a question here. All right. All right, quick story. Quick finish up to the story about the uh, the photo. About the what? Uh-huh. The photocopy. Photocopy in the nuts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I sat down with the old goat, the tuck underneath the legs. Sat down, nice dental. The funny thing about this is, buddy laid on top of it like a, a T-bone steak, where he pulled his tip up to his uh, button, laid down on that. And uh, we are at school the next day, and you know, get called to the office. It's sitting on the desk of the principal, and he goes, I "Failed to turn this over before." And uh, my buddy's Neil on the other side, T-bone steak. Police had to come down and everything. An absolute mess. Fuck. That's crazy. Hey, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Did you see my phone's fucked up again? No, I haven't. It was, it was, it was popping. Could you hear it popping? Like every other word of his was cutting out. Do you hear that? Or just me? I didn't hear that. No. Oh, maybe it's just me that. who gets that. Hey, could you, could you deny that it was your dick? I mean, <laughs> I wish, but it said my, had my autograph written right on it too. Oh. Zach Lettigar. And I just, you know, what? I didn't get anything from this too because my buddy had the, the nice setup with the T-bone steak, and mine looked just like a like an Asian fa bowl. Oh. Just mashed, you know. He just had he had butt spread, you know, everything just kind of squished in there. Hey, what did they did they give you the picture back, the photocopy back? <laughs> I never saw it. They called up my our parents too, and you know, my dad gets on the phone. And he's like, "Well, you know, if you're charging them for child porn, you guys are looking at it. So, what's the charge for you guys?" Oh shit! Nice, solid pops. And they kind of shut it down real quick, and yeah, solid pops. <laughs> yeah. But hey, before I go here, Sevon, you guys plan on having Chris Coop back? Yeah, fuck yep. yeah, yeah, a thousand. Okay, times. yeah. Because we're opening up, my buddy and I are opening up a gym. We're using his new program that he just set up to open a gym versus correct the gym. And uh, I'd love to even just call in when he's in there because it's been fantastic. Oh, hey, you're, you, did you open, is it a CrossFit gym? Yeah, CrossFit gym. Yeah, we do strength conditioning and we should be opening here in the next three weeks. Well, uh, what's the name of it? It's called Echo Athletics. It, are you affiliated or no? We're going to be here in the next couple of weeks, too. We didn't want to spend that money right away when we weren't sure of time frame. Sure, I am. Yeah. What city? Yeah. Uh, Wareham, Massachusetts. Oh, Kind of on the gateway of Cape Cod. Wow, you're, you're, an, you're an odd duck in Massachusetts, right? That's a crazy. Uh, a it's dude, it's Mama unbelievable. Has, Mama has a dick land, right? <laughs> yeah, only second to California. Okay, okay. Right. Yeah, but yeah, my uh, it's it's awesome, man. I coach a hockey team here, and I'll tell you what, the kids are sick of it just as much as you know, like the normal people are. Oh, yeah. good, the normal people. Yeah. Hey, um, <laughs> uh, so so, how did you stumble across Cooper's uh program? You guys, when oh, you had him on. This is must must have been back in January time. I think it was somewhere around there. And is it something you're paying for, or some of the shit he gives away free? No, we're doing the the full payment, and I'll tell you what, it's worth every single penny. 
give me kind of like the cliff notes. So what happened? So you're like, Hey, I want to open a gym. Oh, I remember hearing about this thing called two brain on seven. So I called and then, and then what happens from there? So all I did was just message Chris Cooper directly on Facebook messenger. And he got back to me probably within, I'd say no less than five minutes. And he's like, Hey Zach, tell me exactly what you want to do. I explained exactly what I wanted to do. And he's like, this is the program we just opened up. I feel like it's a great fit. Let me get you on a call. They scheduled a call with me. We sat on there for an hour and he just pretty much said whether or not this is going to work for us and for you. By the end of the call, it worked. And we got set up with another guy that's now our mentor and the mentorship. We, at first we were meeting every two weeks via a phone call. And um, now we're monthly and he gives us homework to do. We, I mean, the, it's endless. The documents on there are endless. All the information that you have to use. And I mean, they worked with thousands of gyms, so it's been unbelievable. What do you mean? Give me an idea like uh, documents, like like they have a document and there's like uh, it's a employment, like how to hire people or like tax forms. Dude, or, like any anything you could even think of, like tax forms down to negotiating, negotiating a lease down to a hiring process, what to look for when you're setting up contracts with local businesses, um, negotiating those contracts. Um, anything, I mean, even down to programming, like what's going to work best for you guys. If you open up and, and you get new members, what to do, what to run them through for workouts, what's worked, worked best for all these gyms. Yeah. It's been it's unbelievable. Hey, think of how proud Chris Cooper must be and how well he sleeps at night knowing he provides a service that works. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, like he must sleep so fucking good at night. Well, because you see so many of those online now that help your gym, we're going to help your gym and it's all bullshit. He's actually, you know, he's turning gyms around. I think not a single one of his gyms during COVID closed and that's just unreal. Hey, um, this dude, uh, Kristen Kettler saying, um, dude, we use two brain mentorship, doubled our members into our growth phase, best investment we've made. Damn. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. We've, we've got, um, we don't even, we're not even open yet. We've already got, 25 um, CrossFit members, and I've got 17 strength conditioning kids ready for when we open. They bought those memberships within the last two months. Congrats. Crazy. That's so cool. And we're already over breaking even, so it's it's perfect. Hey. Why, are you opening, why are you opening a gym? What, what, do you have a day job already? Uh, I, I was a head coach of a gym that closed within the last year. I bought all their equipment, and now their members are looking for a place to go. The next closest gym is probably 25 minutes, 30 minutes from us. Okay. So it's Perfect timing. Yeah, I was a, I mean, I was a strength and conditioning coach at the gym, head CrossFit coach, and I coach uh, hockey and strength conditioning for another, uh, another organization down the cave. I wonder why the current gym. Do you think if the current gym um, would have used Two Brain, they could have saved their business? A um, thousand percent, Crazy. thousand percent. And it was sad because we we would have these meetings before I even knew what Two Brain was, and I was I would pretty much lay it on the line like, hey, our membership rate is too low. We're giving too many discounts. Uh, you guys aren't here enough doing the janitorial stuff, all these things that need to be fixed. And I think they were just spent through COVID. They were just so out of it. And um, yeah, could have totally, we're doing exactly what they needed to do. So it's only going to be successful. They were, they were open from 2010. Wow. Yeah. Uh, this uh, Christian also says, uh, I wish I did what this guy is doing. Uh, Graciano Rubio, I endorse two brain. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I've been, I, this call was all about. I, I can't even, I can't wait till he's on again. Cause I'd love to call in and maybe just, I have some questions that we can put into the, uh, the chat or I can call in and ask because 
it's awesome. Like he, he only just scratched the surface of what two brain can actually op, uh, give you guys as an offer. Okay, cool. That's he, awesome. um, by, by the way, when he found out, um, we were doing the behind the scenes, uh, he reached out and said, Hey, what can I do to support the behind the scenes? And, and we talked and I'm like, Hey, I don't even really know right now. He goes, okay. He goes, well, one of the things that I think that's most needed in the CrossFit space is more just quality media. And so that's why uh, two brain wants to get behind it and support it. And he goes, I want to put my money where my mouth is. And he's been crazy supportive, Mm -hmm. crazy, crazy supportive. They, he's actually coming on the show, Chris Cooper. Um, he's scheduled already. I want to say it's in November. He's going to release the state of the industry report. What's the day? 13th. It's a Monday, November 13th. Yep. November 13th, Monday, Cooper will be on, um, if, if not before then, but probably that'll be it. And, uh, it's the biggest compliment this show has ever had when we, when Cooper reached out to us and he said he wants to release the state of the industry report uh, on this podcast. It, 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 uh, it was kind of, I told him it was kind of, whenever he calls me, it's the kind of thing I call my mom and tell, tell her. <laughs> Cause I always think it's such a huge compliment when he reaches out and supports the show. Right. With how successful he is, it's just such a, it's such a cool pat on the back for, right. for you guys and for all of us too. Right. hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, hey, I'll let you guys go, but I appreciate everything you guys do, man. This is the best podcast and best best thing in the space, and then actually just all spaces, really, man. I can't get enough of it. Cool. All right, dude. Thank you. Hey, please stay in touch and call back uh, as your gym gets up and rolling. Will do. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right, ladies. Just two dudes jacking off on each other in the middle of a podcast. So cool. Echo Athletics. God, so happy. Yeah. I love it when people call me and tell me how great the show is. I mean, <laughs> that they're doing well. <laughs> uh, Ch- uh, Donald Trump leading fuck Joe Biden by double digits. Just thinking <laughs> how the next year is going to look. Buckle up. <laughs> oh, that dog looks like such a crackhead. That dog is a handful. Yeah, it looks fun, though. <clears throat> Uh, Mr. Tabone, uh, you're very welcome. Stefan, thanks for doing these shows. Mr. Souza, thanks for doing these shows. You're very welcome. Thank you. Uh, Kenneth Delap, did you hook, uh, Houday up with, uh, Tumble Track? Rumble Track or whatever. Um, Tumble Track. He and I are WhatsApping and, um, I told him to send me a link of the one he wanted. Oh. Yeah, right? Aren't you on that thread too? Susa? Yeah. I think yep. I said, hey. So, yeah, we're talking. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. Someone, how's Alex Stein doing? Um, that's a good question. You get him on. Yeah. Would be good. Get to him and Gary Roberts and Hunter McIntyre on at the same show. The same show. <laughs> That'd be wild. That's not fair, lumping uh, Hunter up in there. All right. Good stuff. See you guys tomorrow. Good week. There's a lady on. There's a show you guys don't want to miss. I don't know if it's going to be a good show, but there's crazy potential for it. You talk about Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. Mary Heffernan. Yep. You want to see that show Wednesday morning, 7 a.m.? It's going to be, could be a doozy. All right. Thank you. Cool. Miss Caleb today. Where's Caleb? Do we know? I don't know. No. I, I know he's going to be juggling the move soon. 
So I don't know if that started today or what. I'm surprised he's not here. Yeah, me too. Not angry. No, concerned more than he's like the he's like the employee you're concerned about. You're not like, God, he's late again. You're like, oh, I hope everything's okay. Like that's your initial reaction. Not like what what happened to this lady, the identity doctor? Identity. Dude, she fucking disappeared. <laughs> the ether. Identity. Identity doctor was probably Trish. <laughs> doctor. Iden identity. Identity. Am I spelling it right? Identity. I think I have too many eyes. Identity. I don't know what happened to her. Yeah, she completely disappeared. Uh, she was. She was there and then she wasn't there. And like, yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't, it's such a weird, it was such a weird. That whole thing was so strange. Doctor, yeah. She was like <clears throat> so pumped about being on the show and like wrote all this super nice stuff to you. <laughs> like the next day is like, hey, you got to take all that down. It was, yeah, I don't even, I can't even find her on um, Instagram. Maybe she blocked me. I can't even find her. Wow. Oh, there's a the identity doctor. Is it her? No. Oh. It's a Adwole. I don't know who this guy is. He looks like a foreigner. <laughs> she lost her identity. <laughs> she had an identity crisis. <laughs> I think something was wrong with her. But dude, man, wasn't she crazy creative? Her Instagram account was crazy. Yeah, yeah, you really liked her reels and stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, here we go. This is, I have this one titled Mikey Swoosh Logic. <laughs> Look at this. It's a bonus clip. <laughs> Rapper who promotes gun violence invited to White House to discuss stopping gun violence. Gun violence. <laughs> God, we live in a fucking crazy world. <sighs> Makes sense. There was a oh, there was. It's interesting. They they had the lyrics on here when I um originally posted this. Man, that's funny. <laughs> All right, I'm good. That was one more. I just, I just slipped that one in there. I can chop that, was that off. That was thank good. you, thank yeah. you, Mikey yeah. Swoosh Logic. Yeah, just. <laughs> slid it in right at the end wait hold on hold on maybe one more maybe one more maybe oh okay here we go here we go that this is good this one's good yeah i like this one you guys ready okay here we go i've i think we've played this before on the show by the way but this this one doesn't get old here we go really killed me it was last christmas we canceled a song that was written in the 1940s called cold <laughs> outside people said that they were triggered that the lyrics were rapey and they had toxic masculinity. And that's fine if you feel that way, but radio stations across the country wouldn't play the song because people were outraged, which is fine if you feel that way. But at the exact same time, the number one song in this nation for over two months was Wet Ass Pussy. I am not making that up. You can look it up. Google it. So I want to wrap up my show by comparing and contrasting the lyrics of these two songs. If indeed this country has lost its fucking mind, shall we? Let's start with the horribly offensive Christmas song written just after World War II. 
I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I got to go away. Baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been so very nice. <laughs> yeah, you fucking with some wet ass pussy. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass pussy. Beat it up, inward. Extra large, extra hard. Put this pussy right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. <laughs> My mother will start to worry. <laughs> Beautiful, what's your hurry? My father will be pacing the floor. Listen to that fireplace roar. Well, maybe just half a drink more. <laughs> Spit in my mouth. <laughs> Look in my mouth. It really killed me. It was last. It's fucking, we live with fuck. Hey, guess, guess who that is? Grab a bucket and mop it up. Guess who's against the song written from the 40s? And who's for the song written? The wet ass pussy number one song. The uh, Democrats for the <laughs> wet ass pussy song. Yeah, mop it up, <laughs> mop it up. And the one that wants to, can- there's, there's no Republicans. Listen to me, <laughs> that are trying to cancel either of those songs. <laughs> there are no Republicans trying to cancel either of those songs, but there's Democrats trying to cancel the one, the Christmas song from the forties. How is that not enough for you? What? How is right? That's enough. That's like okay. I I get it. I'm good. Good. Yeah. Good. I didn't get it before, but now I definitely do. Yeah. Now I get it. Holy shit! Oh my goodness! DEI motherfuckers, fire all those people. Give them real jobs. Get all those people out. Anyone who prides themselves on anything having to do with diversity, equity, or inclusivity is a bad person. They are a hater of freedom of speech. They're a hater of black people and they're a hater of all marginalized people in the guise of loving them. Just remember that. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye.